Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation You got to the power of the pyramid. This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd, and here with me, I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much. Just uh, finished my first season in the minor leagues and got offered a major league contract, so I'm uh, in spring training with the Marlins right now, so trying to get these service years going so I can hit free agency and sign one-year contracts and jump team to team. Okay, so for those that don't remember, don't know or don't remember or whatever else he's talking about his his my player mode on was the MLB the show yeah okay so what are you hitting in uh, in the minors <clears throat> so I hit a slump to end the season so I was like around like four sixteen and I think I dropped to like three sixty five what to the difficulty end of, end are you playing this game on oh beginner. <laughs> I, mean, I, ain't, I ain't messing around. I, I tried to I tried to boost it up a little bit, and I was all right, but it was it was it was getting a little tough. So I had to drop it down. I was like, "Who? I'm trying to impress. <laughs> trying to trying to get these stats." Shoot, like back in the day when I was like younger, that might have hurt my pride that I play on a rookie or beginner. But now, who am I trying to impress? Who am I regularly gaming with? Nope, I'm just gonna beat the computer's brains in and just win. And I I'll take my chances online. I, 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 <laughs> I was not expecting this. But once you said four, once you said four fifty, like hold the fuck up. What's going on yeah. here? Yeah, okay. I, between between double A and and triple A, I believe I hit around like fifty four or fifty five home runs, wow. and I'm like well over like uh, I want to say it was like one hundred fifty RBIs at least. Oh, so man, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, in, in so, that <laughs> okay, so 
We have a few things we can do, little quick things on uh, from the real world this week. Uh, some things are actually even fun. We don't have to start like this show and immediately talk about, you know, COVID this week. Cause, uh, but, yeah, so where do you want to start? Do you want to start with August Alcina and, and Jada Smith? Do you want to do that? I guess we have to, right? Okay, so give us the backstory on this one, Rich. <laughs> so, I, so I haven't followed it as close, but what I'm gathering is... Uh-huh. August Alcina came out here and did an interview with Angela Yee of the Breakfast Club, and she got this man to tell it all. Like, like Plies was talking about, you know, oh, y'all tell it all. Like, <laughs> um, you, you know, check out the Plies remix of Confessions for uh, some of the most uh, one of the funniest songs you ever hear in your life. But apparently, he was like, yeah, you know, me and jada was out here together and we've been together and i guess it ain't they are not being together anymore and it's kind of like this open secret kind of with like will and jada where they you know they have an agreement uh to to put it lightly like you know you do your thing we do our thing but you know we together but you know like you mine but you not mine you know like it's <laughs> Like, like, isn't that the line that that, uh, that that Terrence Howard character said in uh in Hustle and Flow when he uh pimped out old uh, uh old girl so. to get a microphone? Isn't that what I he said? So. I think oh, so. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like she belonged to me, but she don't belong to me. <laughs> but their situation is a little different because, you know, basically they they made it like everyone's taking this and run with it, like this is some cuck shit. This is like a bunch of other whatever. That's not really the funny part. Uh, it's August Alcina and then, you know, Jada, she has, like, the Red Table Talk stuff. So everyone's, like, anticipating, like, all right, when is she going to interview herself? And right. apparently she is going to be doing a, a Red Table Talk about it. Uh, but the whole thing is, like, the there's this big age gap between them. There's, um, you know, Jada's kind of <clears throat> always kind of carried this energy throughout the whole time she's in, been in the public eye, but she's something of a man eater. You would think like she'll take your soul, like Shang Tsung, and she looked like she's taking this man August Alcina's soul. And this man sounds hurt. This man sounds like he was in love, and it just sounds like she told him, from what I gather, that she ain't leaving, and I, she was never leaving. This was the arrangement, and why would she? Like, her and Will have been together for, like, 25 years in, in a public eye. They have an empire. I'm sure they have lots of money together, homes, everything, but it's just like, while they together, they got, you know, different needs and wants or whatever, but August is out here looking nuts. Have you seen his hair? All the memes. I have seen his hair. Like, why does this hair look like 99 Khaleesi's? Um, I don't know, man. I, I try not to, to not to judge our brother's hair, but um, that man going through something no, looked no, like. But the thing is, like, it looked cute on Khaleesi, but, like, I, I don't <laughs> really know what to do with it on the top of August Alcina's head. Like, I, <laughs> I really don't know what to do with it. Like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like... You go through some type of like traumatic experience, like emotionally, with like some type of relationship done wrong or, or whatever else, and like people want to make some type of drastic change, and it's like, is this the drastic change? How long does this hair look like this? Like, I don't really be checking for hours. I've seen it like this, but like this looks like one of them kind of hairdos. Like, yeah. So I'm wondering. 
is like because I remember I, I I seem to believe them being on a red carpet together before, and she was like kissing them on the red carpet or something like that. Um, it was a couple years ago now, but a lot of people were looking at this situation, her, her being older, like I was saying, him being younger. And if this situation was reversed, this would be like Jada would be all types of monsters and everything else. And it's just kind of it, it's got people putting out all the memes. If you haven't seen them, check them out. It's um, it's a it's a weird situation, but it's it's been the the talk of Twitter. Yeah, like I'm sure Virgil Abloh was just like, "Thank you, August. I appreciate this." Next, next, next topic of discussion. The homie Pop Smoke album came out. Uh, Good album, by the way. Enjoyed yeah. listening to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it, it, it's sad he's no longer with us because like, he, he was a star. Okay. I've only heard like a couple things from him. Um like he was on a remix he was on a, a remix from they had her on it and I was like or it's a her song that was remixing he was on, I was like, that's cool. Um but I never really, you know, went into it. But yeah, uh Pop Smoke's album cover was released on I believe it was Monday. <laughs> and it set the internet ablaze because of how basic and cheap and you know just uh, more or less just thrown together hastily made that it looked and then we find out that the person that was in charge of the album cover was Virgil Abloh um, yes the famous Virgil that that uh, has the paddock on uh, Drake's wrist uh, looking nuts, even though he will then, after after being known for having these classy watches, will go out here when it's time to put uh, money on people's bail or whatever else. He contributes fifty dollars to the to the cause, and then people he will clown him for, Yeah, and then people clown him for hours, and then all of a sudden he comes behind and is like, "All right, I was playing. Here's a few thousand. So, <laughs> okay. This man dropped off this bullshit like that. Looks like if you made it on a cell phone, it would be a step up than what he did it on. The best, I, I guess, like the best parts of this was like online. Like every other hour, you would scroll through it and you would see a new video of someone making a, a decent facsimile of this album cover in like inside of like thirty seconds on an app on their phone or on Paint. Off, off of the, off of like the, the CP. So it was just like, yeah. I mean the PC. So I was just like, dude, you are, you're, you're, you're really this lazy. Like this thing is that, and like, it's like this man trying to p- pass off this simplicity is right. brilliant, nigga. It is not brilliant. Right. Like I'm tired of this shit. Right. And I mean, I remember like I went on like a two minute like rant. That was as awesome. It, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was like the dude. Is he's a, he's a head of some department in, in Louis Vuitton, and he's linked up with Kanye. Most that's kind of how he has a name in this sort of uh, time right now, and then like from there, like from being around different people, whatever else in the scene, like he has become friends with Drake. So like he's he's basically amongst these gigantic brokers in this industry. That's not the one that's his, but like you know, Kanye was so into fashion that like. It is bridged into this now, right? Um, so, so much of Kanye's stuff that I did not know was basically, you know, kind of cons- consultation with, with Virgil is like, 
when you see you know the Yeezy season stuff whatever else and you see like those um those fashion shows that Kanye's done over the years and where they be dressing homeless dudes be dressing like they're basically underground resistance from after like the machines took over in the matrix right like that is some of the Virgil influence that's not that's all, along with uh, obviously Kanye but like some of that's influenced by Virgil and like you look at a lot of like the Virgil inspired stuff like the Virgil Nikes where they're basically like the like whatever he'll take his take on a shoe is whatever shoe it is so like let's say it's an Air Force One it'll be an Air Force One where like it's the exact same design except like it's see through the auto see through Nikes you've seen over the years those yeah. are like that's the Virgil version so it's like I, I I'm sorry, but like I'm not a, I'm not an art person personally. I'm not a fashion person because a lot of that stuff to me is so subjective of what's hot or whatever else. Especially when it comes to the art part of it is like anything can be art. Virtually anything can be art if you have the right spin or narrative around it. So for me, when I see someone like Virgil and Kanye and because of the respect for Kanye's craft as a musical talent and his passion for fashion, like you can be easily, one could be easily conned to believing that like the high art and concepts of Kanye's earlier music with the passion he has for fashion when he goes into fashion or even, you know, parts of the art stuff, it you can think that, like, just because it's simplistic means, like, well, this is just his brilliance for, that's being transported by osmosis from, osmosis from one genre of media, media form to the next. And I find that to be, like, maybe or chances are, not chances are, but, like, there's also a good chance that you are all being scanned by, by this guy or these yeah, guys. Virgil. Right, Virgil and Kanye both. So like, when it's something every, that's every Virgil we've ever known is a worker. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> so the thing for me was like, the stuff is so minimal, minimalized or so minimal that is like anyone can do this. And I understand that's part of the accessibility, and the aesthetic of the clear shoes that are just the same fucking brand build as everything else, or you know, coming out here dressing like you know like you're part of the underground in the matrix but there's also part it's like i don't have to respect this right anyway, like I, I remember who was it um it was uh, iron man the first iron man movie right where like iron man ends up getting strapped he ends up getting kidnapped there's an explosion shrapnel ends up in his in his body he ends up using a magnet in electron electron some type of machine force to keep the shrapnel from getting to his heart and killing him, right? And he did it in a cave while it was happening. So then, after he survives this, his partner takes all of this stuff, or wants to overthrow the company, take the company from him, so he's having the people that are, like, part of R&D and research and all this shit, like, try to rep replicate what's in this man's chest, right? So then, like, he keeps, his scientists keep telling him, I can't replicate this, right? And then the dude loses it at one point, he's like, Tony Stark made this in a cave with bits and parts. And I'm just like, these niggas are doing this in a cave with bits and parts. <laughs> this is not impressive. Get out of here. Anyone can do this shit. 
so, so when like Virgil comes out here with this album cover, and you look at his other album covers, they did. I didn't know he he did until this week. And he's like, bro, this man slapping a barcode on some shit. He's putting right. a butterfly on a thing. He's doing a little heart on a thing. I'm like, bro, like you ain't no better of an art designer than I am. Like right. I've recently been making all my own covers. Right. And the thing for me is. Even like the 808 of Heartbreak or Watch the Throne, I see the theme for it, so I understand it, and that's fine. And I, you know, and like, we, but once you get to 2015, and I find out that like that picture of diamonds for the uh, for the Drake in the future, it's what just like images. Is, is his shit, is something that he quote unquote did, and I'm just like, it's just a fucking picture of diamonds. This nigga sending an invoice for this? Unbelievable. And then, and then. Bro, you know what this sound like? You know what this sound like? This sound like Jermaine Dupree and Lil John oh being in the God. studio. Yes, it and does. And then, then um, Jermaine Dupree walks in as a hi hat co production. Right, right. <laughs> and then, and then uh, the fast forward from like the What a Time to Be Alive album cover, and then you see, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a, um, or Post Malone, I'm gonna say Moses Malone, a Post Malone album cover, like his first album from from like a couple years ago. And then you look at this album, and it's like, oh, so you took the diamonds from the What a Time What a Time to Be Alive album cover, you took the barbed wire from this Post Malone album cover from just a couple years ago, and then you took a picture that you can Google image easily of Pop Smoke, and you just basically put that shit over and put smoke over it and then made it uh, like a, a shade of blue, and it's like, dude, there's no genius in this. This is lazy, this is lazy, like, this nigga is selling you snake oil. He's a charlatan. Yeah, and that's why I snapped off on the thing for two hours. Like, and now I'm, I mean, I'm dissecting my my rant on it, but like for people that you know may not be that familiar with this stuff, but like all this has been coming over like the last few, like the last month ever since this nigga like with the fifty dollar thing, and I've been like, yeah. man, I've been sitting here brewing about this shit, and I was like, you know, what? this is the final straw. Fuck this nigga. Like, I'm sorry, I'm over it. I'm through. He's not a fucking genius. He's just a guy that got that. Look, he he talked to the right people. He had some type of uh. Obviously, some type of hustle, and he made it work for him. Congratulations! But don't tell me he's a genius. He's a hustler. Yeah, yeah. This is like like Jeff Jarrett would be proud of this. Like this is this is. I think we had to add Virgil to finesse of the year this year. Yeah, like we may have to like maybe we may have to make a special exception and throw Virgil Abloh on the, on the uh, ballot. Yeah. So. I think I said my piece. You good on the, on the, on the, on this? Yeah. Version. Yeah. I'll yeah. check out the Postmo album uh, when I get a chance. But I'll do it probably tonight or tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Jadakiss is fabulous. Uh, I did not hear, it, but what what do you what do you or your takeaways from it, Rich? I watched it and it felt like you know going into it. I was you know going for Fab because Fab's my um, Fab's the reason I started rapping like originally, right? Okay. And early on into the battle, I flipped like. Oh, yeah. uh, a judge like I was like <laughs> JD Kiss is the streets like and it was just like <laughs> Fab kept playing these weird like he kept like playing just stuff you would you wouldn't play like he's played the wrong songs or whatever and everything Kiss did was just like it seemed like it was so calculated it seemed like it was um and Kiss left a lot of stuff on the table like he didn't play put your hands up which mm. was crazy to me um but Fab, I, I I think where Fab went wrong was he. 
it's weird. I don't I don't know what he did. Like like that first like I think they came to some type of agreement like we were gonna do like the features like the first ten and then like whatever you want the next ten if, if I'm not mistaken. So Jadakiss was playing like just hard stuff. Like he's playing his verse on a major look song. He's playing recognized from the locks album. Like just real, like if you know, you know stuff. He's playing all for the love. Like, and it was just like Fat was ain't, ain't got nothing like that that just sticks to you. Or or he does, but he didn't play it. Mm-hmm. So he was playing like I'ma do it. Like that song with Kobe, like that's not it at all. Like he should have like went very early stuff, like the first, maybe second album. Uh take breathe something from the soul tape series and then like cherry pick legendary freestyles that he has because this isn't like a strictly like player billboard stuff like you'll come out here and get clowned if you just do that so what what he was doing was like it, it was puzzling and then you would see kiss just comes back with an answer every time strategy and then just like you forget jada kids can run a lot of people out of here um with yeah his, if you include his features yeah yeah like with his features his, his girl songs his street songs like stuff with the locks like just it 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 really felt like this this was rich ladders rap right here like jacobs <laughs> versus fabulous this was just, it was amazing uh to see those guys um I, they played the uh can i live song with black rob and i fucking lost it he played Bru- blood pressure i lost it. i was it was funny because i was calling everything jada kiss will play probably like two songs ahead of time i was like he should go here and then he does it and then he should go here he does it and then it's just like the only one he didn't do is put your hands up which is still mind-boggling yeah, but he didn't do that uh it's like he forgot or something <laughs> but but i i think i think fab just i i don't know what he was thinking uh with a, with a lot of the the stuff he picked like he if he would have let me do do his selection i think he would have uh, fared much better yeah, I, I I thought going into it that uh, Jadakiss was going to be uh, going to have a hard time getting in the it, towards the end of it because Fabulous has such a long um, list of hit records that like Jadakiss quite frankly just does not have. Um, but you know, anybody can lose if you misplay your hand. So you know, it is what it is. Um, like Jadakiss like, is the streets, like it's- yeah. Yeah, I also no think question, another thing is like, like, you know, once you, you know, I think also, you know, just by listening to it, like, do you think Fabulous, like, is insecure about what his, like, what his rap career is or, like, his quote-unquote legacy is? Yes. So, basically, yeah, because I imagine, like, cause if, if he's going to play, if he's going to be like, look, man, I made these songs, these songs work, people will connect to these songs, I'm going to play it, I don't give a fuck because, like, you know, I made these songs, that's who I am. I think he does, you know, I, th- I think he does beat Jacob. But, like, maybe he's like, well, you know, I, I, I want respect or whatever else. Even, like, then that, or, you know, I, I'm ashamed of the girl songs I did. All the, you know, songs for the ladies that I did and, and R&B versus collabs and all that stuff. Then, yeah, he's going to be in trouble for that because, like, it, it, he, played, most- he played I'm So Into You. He played Make Me Better. Oh, he, he did? Played, okay. um, but the stuff, it was just too late by that, that point. Like, after that... Oh, so he it, was down and he used yeah. that shit to come back. Right, oh, right. So, like, okay. it was like, nah, man, because, like, Mm. He just he just picked the wrong stuff to to go with because he's got like if he wanted to play like right. 
street songs. He's he got them. Breathe. He could play I'm Raw. He could play Dude. He, he didn't play anything from that era, from like the, the yeah. I'm Raw stuff. Like, he didn't play. It was like there's this lost period of his career that he just like. And you say he didn't play any solo tapes. So that misses like, uh, y'all don't really hear me though. That's weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, because the solo tape stuff, a lot of that stuff for me was like. He's just standing his 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 you know his relevance by you know doing this stuff, but you know if if that's not what he wanted to do, well, well like it is what it is. Like JDK is just like I'll just read like he was he started with Blackout like DMS lost Jay Z mm-hmm. like like come on man like made you look recognize by your side all for the love a DJ Clue freestyle he did World War Three banned from TV Blood Pressure uh, Can I Live. Victory, which he wrote Diddy's verse. I didn't, I know, didn't that. know that. Neither did I. Um, Makes sense the, now. The the mighty mighty D block shit. Um, with with Luch and J Hood. Uh, fuck you from the locks. Knock yourself out. Run with Ghostface. All about the Benjamins. Like you forget y? how much shit he's on. What's up? Did he play he Y. Did, he did not. Huh? Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the song he got with uh, Mary J. Blige, like that, let off belly. That however you want it. What up? Did he play You Can't Stop Me? No. That's another one. I love that fucking song. Um, uh, like I, oh, Ride or Die, bitch. He played that. Yeah. Um, we Gonna Make It. He played that. He um, had to. <laughs> that might like, be his best song. That was his, I think that was his answer to Breathe. Okay. That's a good one. I'm too emotionally so, invested in both of those songs to ever beat, never pick. That's like a tie, just off rip. Like I can't like beat one of those. I just can't. Right. So like, I, I think Kiss was like, like it, 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 it didn't take long for for you to start like rooting for JD Kiss just because it, you saw he had a strategy. Mm-hmm. He knew who he was in this game, even right. if a lot of people didn't know who he was. He's like, yo, I have a fucking um, like I've got a fucking war chest right here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see what else do we have to talk about. Oh, so Rich, are you ready to stand for the Black National Anthem at NFL games? Unbelievable! No, I'm not. <laughs> the the best part was like when you sent it in the chat to me. I was like, "What the fuck is the Black National Anthem?" <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. This I don't remember this on the guidebook. I wasn't. This was not told to me during the uh, during the meetings that you know that we secretly yeah. had. Where, the, secret, what? the secret black meetings. Yeah. yeah I so, I was unaware. Those of you guys are unfamiliar. I, I, I guess I was a CC'd on the on the memo. I don't right. Know. Like lift every voice and sing. There's this like you know old song. Like I know the song. I didn't know that. Right. I know like I know the song. I didn't know that was the quote unquote black national anthem. I yeah did not know that. Yeah. Um. So what the NFL is trying to do is like fuck with people even more. Yeah. Which says, all right, if you don't stand for this anthem, you are a traitor to your own race. <laughs> so you you're gonna stand up one way or another. Um, this is really weird. It, it ain't gonna work. Like, if you really wanted that, if you really wanted to work, and you want a quote unquote uh, anthem to play, you need to play the, the international players anthem. People, <laughs> that's that's what that's what I get these twenty something these young black twenty something year olds to stand. Andre, <laughs> Pipsy, Bun B, Big Boy, and uh, DJ Paul and Juicy J on the production. That will get them to stand. You know how many of these kids from SEC and ACC? Look, I think that's a much better idea, honestly. Like, what are they doing? Like, 
I don't know. The, the more shit that we didn't ask for. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, I, um, like I imagine. Because you know all this stuff is just PR. Who right? this Look, who brought this up in the meeting was like, we should play lift every voice and say, right. is this the work? Is this the work of the Jigga Man, or was this run by the Jigga Man? No, no way. Like I think, I think what happened is they came up was like, well, we wanted to stand for something, so you know, let's maybe we give them something they can take. You know, they could they could find find themselves in. They'll stand for that or whatever else. Like all this shit is trying to like you know. Be about unifying, and it's like, nah, bro, just stop killing us. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with y'all? That's the only thing that we're asking for, you know? Yeah, man. But like, what are some of the like the weirdest things you've seen? Like that, I got one for sure. That is like, yeah, we're gonna stop doing this, you know? Oh, like, I saw God. some like re- like realtors. They're not going to refer to it as the, the master, master bed- bedroom. Master I'm like, bedrooms. like they call it the owner's uh, bedroom or something like that now. Yeah. Um. Which is like, whatever. I'm whatever. Semantically, like a master owns. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I mean, semantically, but um, yeah, man. Like they're taking. They're going into. Like sitcoms that are on streaming, yes, and they're getting rid of like times that things that even not even <coughs> things that are blackface. They're getting rid of things that like people can misconstrue as blackface. Like they're talking about going into a Golden Girls episode where like two of the women have a mud mud, mud mask covered. on, yeah. and it's like, are y'all that that are y'all that shook? Are y'all that shook? Man. Um. So if y'all y'all seen any funny ones, throw them in the One Nation Radio Discord. Like just just things that folks are doing that we're, we're not asking for. That you know they're doing now, yeah. trying to um, acquiesce us. Yes. Yeah, speaking of speaking of things that like good decent people are asking for, Kanye West has came out here. <laughs> God said that he is going to run God for president it. in the 2020 presidential election. God damn it. Dude, <sighs> I'm not going to spend much time on this. The only thing I'm doing is like giving it the, the like the laugh, like the disrespect by and dismissal of laughing at it it deserves. Like, I, I hope that I don't know anybody that's voting for Kanye. And I say that as somebody who has a cousin that is like, a Kanye number one stand, like he's a person that sends in a letter that at the end of it says, "P.S. We should be together too." So, <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I, you know, like even he has enough sense not to vote for him. So it's like, whatever. Uh, you don't think so? Uh, you, you think I was? You think I Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. So if he were really running for president. Right, uh-huh. he would have announced this a year ago. Right, uh, you don't as, a, start as a, an independent uh, candidate. Yes, like you don't start running in the middle of or the beginning of July. Right, that that's just not how it works. Right, uh, so I refuse to like take this serious at all. Uh, Nor should you. Yeah. Next, really, I, yeah. I think I think it's a joke. I think Kanye West is a joke. I think he's. You know, uh, I I know what I, what a rollout looks like. Right, I, like like we 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 got the um the fashion stuff a couple of weeks ago. Yep, 
and now this is like the political stuff mm-hmm. and now he's gonna say some absurd shit to go with it and then like some type of projects coming out in like a month right so i know what a rollout looks like like you're not fooling nobody right we, we've seen it <laughs> and like the thing with it is like people got hip to this shit like the last draw for most people was 2016 with, yeah. the, with the MAGA hat or whatever else and it's like dude that's where I jumped off I was like I'm good nope never again like I, I just I, I haven't listened to a single project that Kanye has been involved with since then right like I think there's another reason why like since 2014 I fell off music hard and like I kind of stayed away from like a lot of stuff and like the reason why I never like say you know what I fucking love music I love just checking out who doesn't love music or sound like a weirdo bad and like explaining my love for music but um the reason why like i haven't gone back through a lot of stuff is because like Kanye's all over a lot of this stuff and i just feel like that shit is completely tainted and terrible and like i don't feel like my uh him using my anger for promo is or controversy uh for promo is like i don't think that is like you're not gonna get that from me like you 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 have you have insulted my dignity fuck you so um yeah uh we can move on. And actually, talk about wrestling since this is, in fact, the wrestling <coughs> podcast. Uh, Thirty-three minutes in. Um, Amazing. Yeah, main roster talk. Kyrie Sane's contract is running out. Um, talk is Monday show is probably had the writer off forever. Um, they the original plan was that they were going to have somebody uh, injure her to write her off TV forever slash quote unquote retire her to then um, build uh, heat towards a title defense for Asuka, whether it was going to be Nia or Shayna Baszler or um, Charlotte when she returns. But once Nia, you know, hard weighed her by throwing her head first to some still steps, they decided to change course. Um, Right now... So you mean to tell me that Nia Jax was causing storyline-changing injuries as a shoot yes for the second time yes <laughs> yes for the gotcha. second notable time that has happened uh so uh <laughs> no so, so the third time the third oh she yes Bailey Bailey. Yep, yep she separated her fucking shoulder like a, on the go home shore two weeks out yeah i forgot about that <sighs> jesus so yeah so apparently on monday it will be Asuka versus Bailey, champion versus champion on title match, with Sasha cornering Bailey and Kyrie cornering Asuka, and we'll see where they go from there. We don't know. Um, but yeah, man. Kyrie's uh is done. They sent a fight for reporter earlier in the week that she that they wanted her to Retire and be some type of ambassador, or go back to Japan and, and be some type of ambassador for them, which is like, yeah, we'll pay you to not wrestle, which sounds very, very, very uh, appealing. Uh, but she has decided, like, I don't want that, at least not yet. And she is, she says she will, you know, that the plan is, at least so far, is to go back to Japan and wrestle for like a year. She's already married, she got married earlier in the year, go back to Japan, be with her husband, wrestle for like a year or so, and then retire from wrestling at I think at that point it'll be like 32 33 um, what are your thoughts on this rich they blew her entire career they have no idea what they had in her 
they had no idea what to do with her. This is worse than Bailey. Um, you're talking about one of the best babyface wrestlers I've ever seen in my life, and she's a she's a misspitting Japanese heel. What? This is another example of the malpractice that has like just permeated this company. Um, they didn't even give her a chance to get over as a babyface on the main roster at all. Um, she had a short title reign in NXT and never really got it because Triple H was obsessed with building around Shayna Baszler forever. So the one that was there to basically season Shayna Baszler was Kyrie Sane and all their matches. <sighs> this is just like you know, I know she's high on Kenny Omega's list. I don't think she's going to go that direction. I like, I think she's going back home and we all know the clock was ticking once she got married, especially like in Joshi, like it's like, all right, well, you either you getting married or like you're retiring. Like it's, it's almost like tennis. Like, all right, you're going to get married. That means you're retiring soon uh, for, you know, that's just how it is over there. And, um, I saw Kyrie Sane in a lot of small events in Florida. She was always awesome, always try hard, always a big smile that just like makes everyone feel good. I met her. I jumped out the car in New Orleans, like and you know, uh, went to see her and took a picture with her, and it was just like an orange glow around her. Um, <laughs> but WWE, like, never, like, ever ever had a clue what to do with her. I don't have much to add because like everything you said is exactly how I feel, how I feel except I'm even more like, you know, except I have more like, I don't know if anger or, uh, I probably have more words to say it, but like you said it way more concise than I could, but yeah, um, we do not do, uh, stardom on a nearly weekly basis when it's up and running. Uh, or a weekly basis when it's up and running, if not for Kyrie Sane. We don't. Um, she was the perfect model for what you want if you're a WWE person. She's the perfect model for what you want out of a Japanese uh, women's wrestling superstar. Um, she can do comedy. She can wrestle her ass off. She can be a great underneath uh, baby face. Uh, she's somebody that you can easily make a number two baby face in either, either women's division because you can beat her because she is small, even though she's not as small as, say, a, an Alexa Bliss, but she is small nonetheless. And she wrestles with all this heart and passion, and she's tough, as, a, as in the words of uh, JR, as a $2 steak. They never gave her a chance. The only chance she ever got was when she was in NXT, and then, you know... Once she got to the main roster, they immediately made her a tag team partner with Asuka. Um, and then they proceeded to make her basically the pin eater for Asuka to protect Asuka. And they never gave her a shot. And, you know, I guess now it's kind of it's kind of weird because, you know, she's been there for three years. Most in a NBA or NBA uh, WWE contracts were three years so we figured it would be a situation just like with everybody else with NXT when they go to the main roster. She signs another deal to extend. 
especially in this era, so it would have been five years. Apparently, she didn't sign. Makes you wonder if she never actually got a pay bump all after all this time, this whole year. Roster. Who knows? But, like, the thing that people need to understand about this with Asuka in not Asuka, but uh, with Kyrie and in, in Io is that, like, they both came to NXT and took pay cuts to, or to WWE, and they took pay cuts to do so. Uh, these are two women that headline at this at that point dozens of Cork and Hall shows and stardom is you know for as much as we talk about stardom and uh, how they are the best women's wrestling promotion in the world that is an outfit that is made to sell products and the the wrestling is something that they do to sell in order to sell said products like most of their most of the women that make their money, they're making their money off of meet and greet type situations and selling merchandise. And you talk about like the Cork and Hall stuff, or even um, our homeboy Jamie when he was there uh, for Russell Kingdom this year. He talked about like there were two gigantic lines in downtown Tokyo. It was the New Japan shop and like a basically like a line just as long for stardom stuff. It's starting to have a show that, that day apparently. So it's like that is the business model is to sell you thirty dollar gimmicks. So they were paid, like and they decided, you know what, I want to try to get this real <laughs> recognition for myself and for stardom. And you know, like she always talked about, like when she you know left, she said like I imagine myself coming back here, and we'll see. We don't know if she's a freelance or whatever else. What you know, maybe some things have changed. I don't know, but like she has remained in contact with Rossi. Every time she's ever like going on the Japan trip, she goes and sees you know Fuka, her her trainer and her and her kid Azumi, Momo, Jungle. So, I mean, I'm a whole I'm a I'm a hold off or whatever else, but I, I will tell you this. If and when Kyrie shows up back at, and stardom, I'm going to be this is going to be one of the most like uh, happiest moments of wrestling this year or or whenever it happens. If it happens for me personally, so so yeah, like it, it didn't work out. I don't know what Kyrie could have done. Like you you know during the celebration when Oscar was um, the week after we found out that Oscar won Money in the Bank, she became a champ because Becky left, and they had that I celebration like. Her English was incredible. So you can't say, well, I don't, you know, the English or whatever else. Like, if you want to say you don't, you know, Vince didn't get with the pirate gimmick or whatever else. Okay, cool. Well, let's try something super realistic like a MMA fighter coming out here. Oh, Shayna Baszler didn't work either, huh? <laughs> maybe maybe these aren't people. Maybe, 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 like, maybe they need, like, a super athlete uh, that, you know, uh, uh, was a track and field, a blue chip track and field prospect. They can try that. Oh, oh, oh Bianca Belair doesn't work for you either. Maybe these are not people that don't translate to fans. Maybe it's just a poor fucking booker <laughs> that are surrounded by yes men that, that just do whatever. They'll say just they can keep their job and stay in a position of power. <clears throat> oh, by the way, check out those SmackDown and Raw ratings this week. Yeah, so Boy. Uh, Boy. anyway, uh, we move on from there. <laughs> So, um, yeah. Speaking of uh, con- people contracts, people with their contracts in WWE that are kind of weird right now, Ray Mysterio Jr., we have found out that he is working with WWE while not under contract, which would mean he is working under, you know, an agreement that, like, you pay me what you've been paying me for per date, I will show up 
or whatever. So we'll handle this and you keep cashing my checks until whatever happens. Um, obviously, this is Ray. This is WWE. They've don't they've been in business with each other for what twenty years now at this point or nineteen yeah, something like almost. that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't think you like either side's gonna do the other one bad because like you you fuck up Ray Mysterio Jr. <laughs> you you deserve you deserve all the bad karma in the world. Uh, I mean, I mean, they have fucked with him in the past, oh, freezing yeah, yeah, his yeah, contracts yeah. and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I, I meant as far as like all of a sudden they're gonna pay him seven hundred dollars like they did Ambrose in the way out. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, oh, look, I, that wouldn't shock me if they did that. But um, yeah, so Ray, when did Ray tell them I want a hundred thousand dollars to show up and put Seth Rollins over? I don't think he'd do that, but that's what Jeff Jarrett would do because <laughs> that's what Jeff Jarrett actually did with with the China and IC belt. Uh, back Boy, in this could get real interesting because um, James, uh, you know, you know what show happened uh, in 2018 uh, September first, uh, I believe. Uh, that would be all out. Yeah, or all, or in. all in. Sorry, I, keep, I always mix those up. The all. Do you, do, do you remember who was in the? You know who who was in the the last match of the night? That would be Raymond Mysterio Jr. Oh, okay. So you know. I, I just think things could get very interesting. And um, who is one of Rey Mysterio's greatest all-time opponents who is uh, the current biggest star in AEW right now? That would be Christopher Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are you putting, like, you know, the, you know... Yes, two plus two equals four. Yes, yes. yes. I, so, like, obviously, it's not as simple as that, but, like, dot, there are easy dots to be connected to this, yes. Yeah, so um, I will just hold out hope that uh, eventually. Look, the show. Who also, along with all that, like though the a the, the guys that are responsible that were that were at the helm of the that all in show in Jericho, they all wrestle on what television station? Rich, they wrestle on Turner Network Television, uh, which is the same station that Rey Mysterio. Mysterio- National stardom, <laughs> national wrestling stardom. Yes, yes. It's all. It, it seems like, it seems like it's like real. You know, it, it, it's poetic almost. You know, hey Ray, go go to AEW and, and get treated like a legend and then retire with, with dignity. Do it, do it for me. <laughs> like I mean, obviously the holdup is like how far Dominic, right? Dominic. That's pretty much it, right? Uh, bring him too. It would be funny as fuck. Like, it would be funny. I don't think Ray would do this, right? But I think it would be funny if, like, he got his if he got his son on TV for a few months of, over the last like two years, and then he takes him to <laughs> he takes him to. <laughs> you know, I don't think he'd do that, but it would be funny. Uh, I, I mean, I think I, honestly though, because of you know their, the situation they are with and how bad they are with uh, Mexican talent. As far as pushing them and and everything, like they're always gonna go back to Ray. Like Ray, yeah. Ray gonna be fifty five. Ray gonna be fifty five a decade from now, and they'll still be trying to go back to Look, Ray. Ray gonna be looking like Mil Mascaris at the nineteen ninety seven Royal Rumble, and they still gonna be trying to roll him out there. Yeah, that's why. That's kind of where I'm getting at, right? Except obviously, like Ray will do jobs like Mil Mascaris. You know, you, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Mil yeah. Mascaris eliminated himself from that Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, no yob, no yob. Correct. <laughs> so, 
that like that is the only thing that I believe from from Bruce Prichard out of his mouth ever. That's the only thing. No, y'all. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, because there's so many examples. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Like, it's funny because in a way, like they're about to do like the the Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio match that they promised for us like the same week on Raw, the same week they they went to Fox. Right, where like they they promise us this, but like Brock Lesnar came out and beat up Rey Mysterio, so we didn't get a, that match. And like now we're finally going to get this match, you know, ten months later. Maybe, else. maybe, maybe, you know. But like we found out that you know because it's going to be at Extreme Rules, and it is now it is uh, being dubbed as an eye for an eye match. Rich, what the fuck do you think this is going to be? Oh man, um. So the, I saw an eye for an eye match earlier this year with Moxley and Santana. <laughs> but it was no, 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 no. That's what we called it, like as a joke. That wasn't actually, but it wasn't. No, it was the name of it. It was. It was building yeah. up, but it was. But what was this? Was it specific? Was it, it no? Was there a specific? It was like a nickname for the right. match. That's what I'm saying. Like that was just like. Uh, what do you call it? It's like, like Moxley, Santana, an eye for an eye. You know, right. Yeah, like that's how you hype the match. It's like you know, uh, you know, the Hell in a Cell match WrestleMania twenty eight. They call that the end of an era. End of an era. Right? Same deal. Yeah. yeah, it's just a name just to help the hype, the build for the match. Like so, like this is supposed to be the stipulation and eye for an right. eye. Right. Right. Okay. So what is that? So what the fuck does that even mean? Is it gonna be like a first blood match except for the eye? You ever seen the crow? Years ago, I don't remember it. So the the deal with it was the bad guy who was dating his own sister. Excuse she would yes, yes, they were they were into that. So the the evil villain was dating his sister, and his sister would collect people's eyeballs that would and use like this hook to like pluck them out or whatever, and that was her thing. And she would always tell people how how like the beautiful eyes they have, and you know. Get the eye, essentially. So there was a woman that in a in a movie, obviously, in her whatever, whatever. That's weird. Um, yeah, very very weird. Uh, I watched I watched The Crow way too many times. I since, since I was a kid. It was was it because of Sting? No, ironically, like because that came out like way before Sting. Like I, I don't know it. what it, I don't know what it was like, but like I don't know. I I was allowed to pretty much watch anything I wanted when I was a kid. Oh my god! <laughs> it was just like a scary movie. So I was like, oh, Brandon Lee. It was it was actually because of Bruce Lee. I was like, oh, it's Bruce Lee's son, you know, because I was real into Bruce Lee uh, uh-huh. as a kid. So I'm like, oh, Bruce Lee's sons in this movie. Okay, yeah, and Brandon Lee and right. whatever. So. Uh, yeah, so that was that was wild. Yeah, speaking of being a kid to watch stuff you're not supposed to see, like we had a room in our house where uh, basically it was a TV in there, this furniture we called it a TV room, and I would and it's on my side of the house or whatever else. My my mom's bedroom's on the other side of the house, so like she goes to sleep or whatever else. Like I would be a little badass and would get up out of my bed and go watch TV. So I would go to like HBO when I was a kid, and I'm like you know. Ten or nine or whatever else. So naturally, you go to HBO and it's like a Sunday night. So you know what that means? Oz is on. Oz is on. So like, I think I think a lot of the reasons why like I you know pretty much like stayed out of trouble was like 
I was a kid terrified. Like, oh my God, every in jail, in prison, everyone gets raped every 15 minutes. I I can't I can't do I can't do this. I can't do this. At all. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, like yeah, anyway, I guess that's Well, there's one more thing. Oh, there, yes, there's right. one more there's Katie a couple Cartwright. more things. Oh yeah. Well, this ties into the next thing because Evolve no longer oh, yes, uh, right. is a thing. So I guess go to Candy Carter first, then we'll go to Evolve. Well, I mean, it's more your story, but I basically she showed pictures with dates and times because she was getting harassed by people online and having her um, her uh, her story criticized and, and scrutinized. So she uh, she hit people with timestamps. Say like, you know, you said that you know people are saying that like I'm some type of liar and stalker. And- yeah, and I've had and he you know he went and that's how you know that it was like this is some nonsense like. Anybody can say they went to a fucking uh, police officer and say that they asked and, consult- and consider getting a restraining order. Nothing in that report that, or nothing in that um, statement from that uh, offer or that uh, lawyer that Riddle hired say anything about like there was a restraining order. It was always we th- we we considered or we talked about getting, but we never got one. Okay, so what does that mean for me in this in this situation? So back to the lecture at hand, she puts out pictures of like. Yes, their relationship, obviously. Like, it would like, make mind bother me because, like, she had already posted pictures of, like, Mrs. Riddle reaching out to her and, you know, asking stuff about about it. So it's right. like, what more do you want? Like, do you want video? <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was crazy because, like, she she put out a picture of them kissing, right? So somebody was like, no, nah, that's not real. His hair ain't even like that. So she's like, oh, really? And then she put a second picture of them, like, originally the first one was them kissing and then the next one was them looking directly at the camera together right. or whatever and it was just like these people just full on like harassing this woman still for weeks over what like over riddle really like we not willing to throw out matt riddle like i understand like riddle's a great 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 wrestler right but like but he's just a great wrestler he's just a great wrestler there's a there's a million great wrestlers like i mean even if you think he could have been the next guy which like you know i thought you know in a in a a competent structure he could have been but it's like so he's a rapist What, what what else do you... Yeah. What else is like, there to talk about? What else is there to discuss? Like, like, I understand why you're trying to hope he's not a rapist, but, like, harassing that woman and telling her she's lying isn't, like, gonna help. You should yeah. probably just watch and see what the fuck happens. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, don't get me wrong, like, I, I you know, I was... Riddle was one of the ones that hurt the most when it came to all this stuff that came out over the last, uh, was that, two, three weeks ago. But it's right. like... All right, like my hurt is what is my hurt compared to Candy Cartwright's? Exactly. I gotta let this shit go. It is what it is. Yeah. Um. So I would probably like um. You know, just keep keep your eyes open on that situation because it looks like it's not going away as much as WWE is trying to make it to make it uh, go away. Yeah. Uh. So you mentioned evolve. Yeah, Evolve was finally purchased by WWE this week, and you would think that their shows are probably going to end up on the network uh, sooner or later. I'd be very interested in going back and trying to watch uh, some of those and uh, and see some of the 
matches uh, from you know different people that came through there over the years, like um, and um and Keith Lee, Keith Lee Ricochet was Swerve. there a lot. Of, Swerve, a lot of people became stars involved. Uh, Riddle, <laughs> Keith Lee. Um, well, I, spe- I I knew Riddle. I was, I yeah, was spe- I was specifically leaving him out because of you know right. Um, JD Drake, uh, yep. just more more people that that are out there. Emma Swerve's match was awesome that we saw. Was it last year, or two years ago? I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, it, it's just like it leaves a big, uh, like kind of hole in the scene because a lot of these companies now have like contracts and TV to some extent. Evolve kind of occupied, I would say, like one side of the coin from like uh, like PWG is one side and Evolve is the other side of the coin, you know. PWG is like your all-star game, but Evolve, you start getting booked there, and you know it could be your launch pad to go to WWE. It could be your launch pad to go anywhere else, really. And it morphed into its later years into like this thing that people didn't recognize or respect really anymore. But their houses started doing better. Um, they started, you know, integrating the NXT stuff uh, into it, and um, it's just kind of it kind of sucks to see a promotion go out of business. But I mean, if it was, if it was going to land anywhere, the writing was on the wall, and it ended up doing it. Yeah, and keep in mind, like before the pandemic happened or whatever else, like last year when we were talk of they were going to their, the network was going to start buying out indies and putting them on the network. Like that was the first one everyone like knew was going to be one. Like there was talk of obviously like you know stuff like Progress or Rev Pro or. Um, I'm trying to think of American show or shows besides like maybe more or less like the whole WWE network, whatever else, and maybe even uh, probably not CZW that, that wouldn't look well on the portfolio. But like this was one that was like, oh yeah, that evolves a lot. Like you know the whole Gabe Sapolsky whole thing, like he was on the payroll with WWE as a consultant. Like that was we knew what it was. Like that's part of the right. reason why, like you know, the thing um, a few months ago. But between uh, Gabe and Jeez, uh, uh, David Starr was a thing. Is like your feeder system. Like stop pretending you're not and start paying these dues. You know, like granted that was words that were spoken from a rapist, but uh, they were true nonetheless. Man, what, what boy? If only Gabe knew that he 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 could have just just ended this man's life. Remember, he, remember, he put out a post where he like tore into him for like multiple tweets, and he deleted at the end or whatever else. But like you know, if he did know that, sheesh. Yeah, you know. Um, um, yeah, man. Oh yeah, but. and also uh, just quick note, like you know, WWE is caught up to the times like masks are now more or less mandatory at WWE shows, so good for them. Wonderful. Um, and they're finding people if they're not wearing masks, I hear. Yeah, which, like, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, it, like it, all it, you know, if the idea is you need to wear masks and they're mandatory, like, we'll make this punishable by, like, we'll go into your check. And, like, I'm fine with that. You know, uh, going into their check, going into uh, our listeners' checks, you know, you already know what time it is, James. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you know, you just gotta have it on deck. Stand by, Manscaped three That's what this uh, the sponsor of this show uh, is, and you know, every week 
I, I try to come back on this show with a creative way to talk to you guys about Manscaped. And, uh, and I think about the, um, the, the talking points that they give us. And it's just like the best thing to do is try it yourself. Honestly. Um, you know, the, you know, it's crazy because uh, it's it's very premium. Like the battery is going to last 90 minutes. It's not the 1.0. It's not the 2.0. This is the 3.0. It is water resistant. Uh, there is a light on there, so you cannot mess up. Even if you try, uh, well, you know, you could mess it up, but uh, you <laughs> that's why there's a guard on there. Um, there's a uh, 7,000 RPM motor in there with quiet stroke technology. James, have you ever tried, you know, the, the quiet stroke technology? You know, I, you know, I remember being a young guy uh, in, in my in my younger days and, <laughs> and, and you know, doing yeah, yeah. So I won't, I won't go into it. But, I'm, but, I'm sorry. Are you asking me about my quiet stroke technique? Is that what yeah, you're the quiet stroke technique? Because uh, you know, it goes with, with the quiet stroke technology. You know, I, I, I don't think that like we're close enough for me to, or close enough as friends for me to talk to you about that kind of shit. I'm, I think, I'm, I think I'm good. I think, I think, I think we're good. Look, if you guys are listening to me talk about this right now, I want you guys to experience it firsthand yourself get rid of that stuff that's down there i'm telling you it's only going to just make you more cool more free and it's only going to be less of a problem for your partners now what's you know they 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 told us they they, they sent these boxes I've been, I've been using this thing and it's like it's amazing uh flat out and you know you're gonna get 20 percent off 20 percent. that's a lot that's like you know one out of five um, <laughs> uh, and free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. And one more time, and I'll say it for you guys get 20% off and free shipping with the code suplex at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code word suplex. Remember, you know, just, you know, th- that's power right there. <laughs> So let's get it. Let, let's get into uh, yeah, man, let's y- talk y- about show Wednesday reviews. shows, man. Just before we go show by show, what were your overall? Because you actually watched uh, NXT this week. Look at, so look at what, me being like responsible, like and, and not just like you know lying on James and basically do NXT then now forever, right? <laughs> and and, and just ch- chime in with jokes and different things, breaking down booking. And man, I watched the show this week. Wow. Yeah, so overall thoughts on Wednesday wrestling in general this week. Um, it was okay. I like I I think I saw people going nuts over the shows like they were these like great great shows and I was like, "Uh, they were cool." Like it was okay. Um, yeah. you know. I think that, I think a lot of it comes down to if you bought into the hype of the fighter fest stuff and you bought into the fact that like how hard they went into um you know with with the triple threat match from last week on NXT trying to come up with like trying to basically they, they man created hype right like and that's all you know like they they really like built this hype up in a hurry to try to compete and then threw on the great American badge thing to compete with fighter fest. And like, yeah, I can see, I can absolutely see that it being fair to being like underwhelmed by these two really good shows. I could, cause yeah. like you thought you were about to get like take over versus really take over versus pay-per-view AEW. 
I right. see that. Yeah. Like, I was really excited for Fighter Fest because, like, I went to a Fighter Fest last year, and that was, like, one of my favorite shows they did uh, last year. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, it was kind of just like a juiced up Dynamite. And Dynamite is pretty good itself anyway. So it wasn't like it was this huge improvement, but it, it was still a good show overall. And NXT was, um, it kind of just flew by. Like, there was, you know, uh, a couple things on there. I was like, huh, okay. But, um, I think overall, like it was cool. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, those are two shows that I give like seven and a half out of tens to. Um, these aren't shows that are like I wouldn't necessarily consider these to be like some of the best shows of the year or shows that can compete with like you know top notch pay per views this year. I, I just wouldn't go that far. Um, but yeah, I. But I guess if we can just go into it, uh, so you can go ahead and uh, start with AEW, Rich. Yeah, so um, AEW Fighter Fest. So uh, they opened up with MJF coming out. Um, he had a dope robe on. Uh, underneath, he had a uh, he had these pink tights on. It looks like he was straight out of the fucking eighties. It was excellent. Um, cuts the promo basically talks about you know there's a ratings war and what do you uh, what do you do when you're in the wait- ratings war? Yes, right. You got to send out me MJF. So uh, does he? Do we go to MJF for the loss? Dan yes. James or he yes, he's the one, he's the only one that spoke about it. So yeah. hold it. Yeah, so um but uh he started talking about Jungle Boy and said Jungle Boy is actually living off trust fund money, all this shit is cap. Uh he's talking about the the dinosaur and everything like that, but uh we got into the tag match and this was fucking excellent. Like this is probably my favorite match of the night. Um this was uh, anytime Jungle Boy and MJF are in there together, it's awesome. Wardlow's a future superstar. It looks like he's just like got the juice, and Luchasaurus just he's a good he's a good Luchasaurus like <laughs> like normal. Um, it, this was a yeah, this was awesome. Uh, it, it was a lot, a lot of quick tags, a lot of quick um, like athletic stuff. There was some uh, some Canadian destroyers in there on Canada Day, which was awesome. Um, and you know, they ended up getting the win off of a, uh, MJF and Warlow miscommunication and, uh, Warlow took the pin. Uh, and this was where, uh, jungle boy actually kind of got a win over MJF, but you still kind of protect that to not let him beat MJF because that's like, I wouldn't let him beat MJF for like five years. (laughs) God damn. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the match. It's, 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 it's probably my third favorite. Yeah, it is my third favorite match of the uh, of the of the night. Uh, but I mean, there was good competition at the top. Like when we talk about, uh, we felt that these shows were a bit overrated to where the the hype was. Like, don't get it wrong. Like the top four or five matches from both of these shows combined, like absolutely rocked. But it just you know. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, back to the match. Like you talked about Canadian Destroyer. Like you, you you ain't doing enough justice to that Canadian Destroyer. Like. It was basically like he leaped off a of buddy off of um, one of the bigs backs and then hit the two in order yeah. to hit the, the hit it. I was like, yo, that was I mean, it's just a little little thing, but it made it that much more impressive that, you know, that they had the thought to like, let's add to add to a Canadian story to make it look more devastating. Um, yeah. Warlow you know, Swanton. Yeah, Warlow Swanton was great. Uh, was that the first time he did it or second time? I feel like he did second it. Second time. He did it in the cage match. That's what I was thinking. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that's another match I need to, that I have on my list of recommended matches that need to be rewatched this year. 
Uh, like I'm because I, I like yeah. I absolutely had that match. Is like I would recommend this, but I can't Bro. give you a star rating. On Cage Match, that show, the Atlanta show, mm-hmm. is like the single. I think that's like on par with as a rating, like as a Russell Kingdom. Like <laughs> that show was incredible. That was like in the square in the middle of that that stretch of like yeah, because that, that's TV. the same. Yes, yeah, that's the same one that had that that great battle royal with the tag teams. It had Kenny and Hangman against the Lucha Brothers on that same show and the Cage Match, like. That shit was great. Like yeah. that's a show, a legit show to your contender. But. Yeah, for TV, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the best episode of TV this year. I had to think about that. Look, uh, look it up. It's up there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought you know just more Warlow and Luchasaurus and more uh, Jungle Boy and MJF. Like those are two. Uh, they, those four have great chemistry and those two pairs have get great chemistry and um I think it's a little too soon to like really be teasing this Warlow and MJF turn that early this often, but you know, whatever. Like maybe they you know, if they cool down on it, they don't have to they don't have to do it immediately, but you know, maybe but, Warlow like, is getting else. over so much that they have they feel like they have to. I don't know. Like anything else, well, we don't. It's crazy because we don't really know. Like, right, it's a, no like there's not a there's not a crowd there reacting to it. I, I assume it would come off well. The only thing, like you know, and Tony Khan has talked about this is like he goes off of crowd reaction. He goes off of obviously you know the, the Google trends and the the tr- internet traffic. And then, like he said, one of the things that's a real you know testament to this is like the merch sales or whatever else. So like, I don't know what you know. I don't even know if Warlow even has merch. Do you know that? He should. No, nah, I don't. I, I think he might have a shirt. Okay. But, I mean, like, you know, depending on, you know, seeing how it's going with him so far, like, I don't know his age. How old is he again? I think he's 31. 31? Like, he's somebody that's going to get a run eventually. Like, uh, Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchasaurus looks healthier. For the first time in a while, like obviously you know compared to I mean, or actually last couple of weeks, he mm-hmm. kind of feels more like how he was before he like hurt his was his groin or his hamstring. Can't remember, but like he's starting. It feels like he's coming. He's rounding back into form. So, um, you know, I don't know what this means for uh, as far as a program or for or whatever else. But like, it was a fun ass match. Yeah. Um, so Lance Archer and Joe Janela had a pull apart. Yeah. Uh, so kids broke him up. So they're building up their match. Have to never ever get his shirt off. <laughs> um, then uh, Carlos Shida and Penelope Ford they got a hype video. I I really like the um, the hype video they did for it. Actually, like made it feel big. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we got a title match: Shida defeating Penelope Ford. This was another uh, really good match. Uh, I think people liked it a lot more than both of us did. But um, I rewatched it a second time, and I I actually the first time I watched it. I bought the near fall when she reversed the um, Falcon, the Falcon Arrow. Arrow pin uh, mm-hmm. into a pin. I bought that originally. Okay. So, and then it was only better on the rewatch. But um, do I think this is a four star match? Fuck no. Maybe it's a three and a half. Like I think I said, like three and a half at a time. Um, but yeah, like I think this. I thought it was a solid defense for Sheeta. Like she looked aggressive and angry and. Um, Penelope before is actually putting some credibility with, you know, her wrestling and her athleticism. And, you know, 
I, I saw what they were trying to do. Like she's rounding in the form. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be a this is gonna be a two part thing. Like I thought it was a good match. Uh, it's some match that I give someone between three and a quarter to uh, three and a half to. Um, I currently do not have it on my recommended match list. And my my match list goes. I'll give anything that's basically like three and a half and doesn't have a fuck finish. Like I'll I'll put it on there. But um, yeah, I I just thought it was a fine match. I I, I guess the thing for me is like I never for a second bought that. Or bought the the Falcon Arrow gets gets ro- turned into a reverse roll up because it's like I wa- I see those kind of rolls up roll ups and start them all the time so like I was like oh okay he's gonna kick like and I, I didn't buy it and I, there was never a second in the match where I thought Shidi was actually going to lose so I don't know um, as far as like Penelope uh, so but it was a good match but like I think people are like going. Going up for this match really high, even though it, it does, it, there's no, uh, it does not deserve that. But uh, are they time, trying? Is, to make, is it time for a second make, discussion? I was gonna say, are they trying to make Penelope forward happen? Well, like, are, are people trying to will this into being a thing right now? I believe. <sighs> Fuck it. What got me on this was I had heard Meltzer basically gush all over this woman and her performance in this match and I'm sitting there watching just like the performance in this match it, like you're gushing over is Penelope Ford's <laughs> this was one of the good old carry jobs my guy like this was a this was a win for match layout in 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 you know a veteran taking you grabbing you by the neck and carrying you to uh, to the finish line I watched it from a match layout standpoint, and and they say that Kenny works closely with the women a lot. So I don't know if he was responsible for this, but you can see like the twists and turns that come in the match but, but sound Rich, like they could have his fingerprints on it. But yeah, I don't know that. Rich, here's the thing: any singles match between two stardom, in between two people in stardom that like have more than like five minutes of experience, that's the that's their match, right? Obviously, there's no you know, in, there's no ref stuff, and there's no uh, Kendo stick stuff with. There's Kip no Sabian. Kip Sabian. Yeah, there's no Kip Sabian. But aside from that, that's the same match you see every fucking you know four times a week. It was starting running two shows a week. I just, it's a visibility, man. I, I, like I, that, I know, so I, it, I'm, right, but I'm just like, do you think I'm thinking to myself? Watch is like, is your bar so low for like American women's wrestling, Dave Meltzer? That you like. The fact that she like didn't spit up over spit up on her bib is like oh my god a cause for celebration. Like they talked about like look at her petition. I was like I looked at it, I was like I I, I, I was like okay so like all right let me see how many matches she's had. She had like two hundred and almost like two hundred twenty five matches. I'm like for an American woman that's that's some experience. When was her first match? Two thousand fifteen. Okay so she's been wrestling for five years. How old is she? She's twenty seven. What is the hype about? If you want to say she's super hot, so you can sell a bunch of merch because she's super hot, and and she can you know not you know embarrass if she can have good matches not embarrass herself in the ring, then I guess. But it's like, but aside from that, but like that performance in the ring, that didn't nah. It, it it struck me when I was listening to Dave's analysis how he can understand the athleticism here, but he he struggles. Um, to 
Oh, with Bianca Belair? Yeah, he struggles to identify why that's such a positive there. Yeah. Another thing uh, is like, did she do anything in that match on, on, on watching the second time, a second time around? Is like, is there anything that's like that Bianca Belair doesn't do like on a regular basis every time you've ever seen her wrestle? Like the Matrix thing. That's probably the only thing. And I think if Bianca Belair tried that, that she could fully do that. All it is is going to a bridge. She can do that. Yeah. So I thought it was a creative spot to get off a drop kick, but. Um, what do you think of what do you think of the stunner after she get after she ducked out? That looked bad. Like oh. it was like she lost her footing or something. I don't know what happened, but um, <laughs> like I feel like I watched it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm tripping or whatever else or whatever. Uh, or watched the first time. The first time we I talked it, to Jeremy too, and he thought pretty much the same thing. Like it was a it was all right, but it wasn't right. no. Yeah, like he gave a shit four stars. I'm like, look, man, like I don't really want to get into arguing fours, four st- or stars with, with Meltzer and like, uh, because you know it's just like balls and strikes and all. But it's like he's the only person, or not the only person, but like there are a few people. It's just like, no, I, there are a lot of people, a lot of people with with this match specifically. Like, I guess I, I think we're in a minority on this, and. You know what? I'm comfortable with that. Like, yeah, I'm comfortable because, like, I, you know, I know what I saw. Like, yeah, it, like I, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you saw Sasha in, in uh, EO this week, right? I saw it. I may shock you. I thought these were like the same like level of match. Like, I, mm. it was. I thought I thought it was like a three and a half. I thought personally that. Uh, we'll get into it, but like, nah, I like. I thought that was supposed to be some dream match, but it wasn't. Oh, they. I mean, my whole thing was like, I gave it four stars. I thought that the the work throughout it worked. I, I don't know. We'll get into that. Whatever. But like, quick story. I gave it four stars. I thought the work on it was excellent. I thought that they didn't. They they worked a pretty good pace for a WWE match that went long, and the Bailey stuff annoyed me. Uh, but on the second time watching, the Bailey stuff annoyed me less, like because it wasn't that intrusive to tr- getting in the way of the match. I thought that. I thought it was I thought it was a standard WWE women trying to have a or, or not trying to women having a great championship level match if it wasn't a championship match and whatever. But uh Yeah, I just I just so weird to me that I, I, I I'm watching I'm just like I don't see it in like her offense just looks so unbelievable. Like she has a ways to go, but like, you know I, but I'm not, I don't I don't, like, but it's hard to like impress upon you how uh, impress upon people like how not impressed I was on her without sounding like I'm shitting on her and I'm not I'm trying not to. So like I, I, for me it was I'm I'm in a weird space and trying to explain it like she's she's miles away but like she's not bad either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like another solid defense for a car, Sheeta. <laughs> like yeah, like she's that's like, the person you should have been people should have been impressed with because it's like. She went out there and had a physical match with a woman that was not physical with her. You know how hard that is to do. Yeah, yeah. Like she's just, um she's having an awesome year. Um, yeah. just up and down, literally from January first. So, um, so <clears throat> um, Taz uh, did uh, uh uh the Taz technique with Moxley's double arm DDT. <laughs> then we got Cody against Jake Hager uh, for the TNT Championship. Cody came out with a Great American Bash theme T-shirt. I loved it, loved it. I thought it was like 
I thought it was the perfect level of like not over like he he didn't need to break a throne for this one. <laughs> he, all he had to do was just put it on a shirt and just not even not even mention it, and everybody knew it. Got the message. Like if you're if you're paying attention to what's going on, you got the message. How many times do you think? How many emails do you think were sent between him or or somebody in legal before he, like he actually was got approval for that shirt to wear on TV? If they're not selling it. Then he can wear it, I would think. Oh, I, f- I figured they were selling it. it well, it was, I don't think it's for sale. We would have seen that. Okay, all right. Um, but uh, Hager came out wearing like blue draws. Um, I'm going to shock y'all on this one. Most of this match, I didn't have a problem with it. Like Same it was here. okay. And then the f- the finishing sequence, like six different things happened, and it totally fell apart. And I was like, "What the fuck? What happened? I don't I don't understand." Like they, uh, like Cody did probably the cleanest um, top rope cutter that he's done in a while. He almost fell. He had to balance himself, but um, <laughs> it was kind of clean. <laughs> <laughs> this man's not an athlete, but he wants to be. James, he wants to be. Um, so, okay, this is the finish. I have it written down here. So, Hager took the ref. Catalina then slapped Cody. Right. Hager went to the ankle lock. Arn Anderson got in the ring and yep. took the ref. Dustin Rhodes runs out, and then he punches Jake Hager. Cody then goes for the crossroads. Hager, Hager blocks it. Hager hits a urinage and floats over for the arm triangle. Cody leans up and pins Jake Hager. I had no idea of the second half of that paragraph happened in real time. It was like, ha, 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 what, 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 what? It was just like, how many things can distract us from the wrestling going on? And then right. they pull the wool over our eyes to protect Jake Hager, to roll him up for whatever reason. Why are we protecting Jake Hager? I don't know. Um, and then Cody sneaks out the back door with the win. This was the mid-man special right here. Um, two point seven five. I just give it three and call it a day. Like I like really, I, I ducked this a whole star. Oh, okay. for that finish. <laughs> okay, I wasn't that high on it. To be, uh, honestly, like um, I think the thing for me was like the wrestling on it, the wrestling that they had and they did was all good, but it kept getting like lost in all of the bullshit that was happening around with around with you know the people are cornering whether it was oh yeah like, and there was all bullshit leading up to that too right it's like okay man like Cody is a babyface I know we make jokes and talk about how he's really a heel or whatever else but he is a babyface right so what I don't need with my baby face that has a baby face manager is my baby face's manager doing heel shit. Get out the fucking way. I don't need Arn Anderson trying to bow up to an MMA fighter. That's fucking ridiculous. In 2020. <laughs> I don't like I don't I don't feel like I should have to say this. Like when I understand that he set it up to where Hager looked like he was going after, or actually he did go after uh, um, Arn. Like, just don't do that. So then, like from the rest of the match on, Arn is cheating for him for uh, for 
for Cody. Like, Man, Jose Lothero ain't never, ain't never do this. Say again? So Jose Lothero ain't never do this. <laughs> so the second time around, they end up outside. He is going to throw Cody. He's going to Irish whip Cody into the post. Arn answers gets in front of the post. I'm sorry, whoever the ref is, throw his ass out. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's interfering. And then with Catalina stepping on Cody, then the slappy mission before, I'm just like, y'all are getting in the way of whenever they actually do get back in the ring and wrestle, it's good, or they end up out and they wrestle on the floor, it's been good. You're, you're, you are not enheightening this by making me think, look at the, you know, the, the weave of this. This is like, no, y'all are in the way. Y'all, this, y'all they be better... This match would be much better served. They just had a straight wrestling match without this bullshit out there. And then the finish is like, I don't hate the finish. I understand the finish. The finish is a lot, to be honest, the finish is a thousand times better than what they did with Darby and Cody the last time with he gets, he gets fucking tilted after landing on... But, but, but yeah, like, it's just for me, it's like, it just left me just like... <sighs> I hope next time when they have their eventual rematch... All assholes from from outside the ring are barred. Straight wrestling match. Cause they'll have a good match then. <clears throat> Unless they, you know, they decide to, you know, not 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 stick to the path that they had in the match just now. But like their match was the wrestling they were doing was way better than what I was expecting. So same. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> they like that finished like know, they they, yeah. they almost did it and then like. Yeah. Yeah. The like they did it with all the bullshit and then yep. like that last finishing sequence, it it was just like Huh? That's like that's like when it's, it's the same feeling when Vincent Man like brought Charlotte to the ring, like to put her in the match. It was like, <laughs> where did this come from? Out of nowhere. Right, right, right. Um so <sighs> they played a Darby Allen skateboarding video. Um The moonsault the moonsault onto the skateboard was raw. Um, then we got Orange Cassidy coming out and Jericho, I forgot to mention, he was on commentary, a complete cartoon character all night, just hamming it up all the way more than normal. It it was like, at first, at first I was was getting annoyed with him. Same. I was like, uh Oh, I was like, is he like going to the point of no return? Like, and then he like kind of toned it down. Right. Cause like it was a four man booth. So it's like, that's very hard. So it's like Jericho is basically operating. Like it's still him and just Shivani. Like when they were doing the Georgia shows and it's like, mm-hmm. it can't be, or it can't be this right now. Um, it just cannot be this right now. Jericho, you have to, you have to let him, you have to let JR talk. Yeah. <laughs> you have to let, uh, Excalibur talk without you burying him after he says one comment like every single time. Um, so we got uh, Private Party versus um, PMP. Uh, Private Party came out with Matt Hardy. Uh, Zaya Cassidy was awesome in this match. Um, there was a lot of you know dives and um, you know this was okay. This wasn't a you know. Uh, I think I always feel like these guys have a better match in right like like, like this pairing. Right, like in that tribute match they had um, a few months ago, or actually probably the end of last year. Like, I felt like that match was better than this one. I'd have to rewatch mm-hmm. it, but like, because uh, there were less mistakes. Like, there were botches in this match, but you know, like, it's weird that they haven't given us a better match. They've had two opportunities, and like both times the matches have been at best just good. Yeah, weird. Yeah, um, yeah. 
<laughs> figure but, like uh, this would be like a super like rivalry you could rely on in the future, and it's like I wouldn't rely on it yet. I, I just wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Private Party ended up getting a win. Um, so Inner yep. uh, Circle zero and two for the night. Um, and then you know, and of course Sammy's not here, so that's another L. Um, so they they hit the gin and juice. And then uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy had a pull apart brawl. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, then they preview next week's show. Basically, uh, Taz came out for a promo, and this was excellent. Oh, yeah. Like everything else. Uh, so, mostly, uh, they, they announced that Fight for the Fallen will take place in two weeks. Uh, so, they moved the, that match to that. So, they're not going into that. Um, next week with they're going into that without the title match and and it's it also like I don't think this was the plan but like by them doing fight for the fallen like two weeks from now it's like alright now what you gonna do NXT what you gonna do now yep. Hunter and Vince yep so so are we gonna get uh, NXT Slamboree <laughs> you know are we gonna get NXT Beach Blast you know are we gonna get uh, NXT sold out? You know, NXT Starcade. Can we just pull that out early? Uh, can no, we do Halloween Havoc in July? Remember, they use Starcade for the main roster so that they can like go to like those NWA uh, uh, um, conventions Look, and make sure what, that they don't spend money there. What's more counter programming? <clears throat> like, like this is a, a Turner Network Television event, so they can use Starcade if they want. You know. <laughs> Just move uh, Halloween Havoc up. Just Halloween move fall, Havoc in the look, summer. Just move Fall Brawl up. You know. Fall, uh, <laughs> oh my god! Nah, nah. The best one is they pull out Hogwild. That would be fucking. Oh hilarious. my god! Uh, and then have like motorcycles out there and shit. You know, Triple H will pull out a motorcycle real super, quick. Yeah, Super Brawl. Pull out Super Brawl. Super Brawl. Um, what else did they have? Uncensored NXT. Uncensored. We yeah. could, we could do that. <laughs> Oh my God! No, you cannot. <laughs> um, Please don't. NXT Spring Stampede. You Spring know. Stampede. <laughs> you keep pulling out these shits that are not like seasonal. <laughs> oh man, shit's ridiculous, bro. Like, uh, what else did they have? But uh, World War Three. You know, they could they can pull that out. No, no. If they come out, if I if I rearrange, if I t- yeah, if I tune into the. It, obviously, you know, the PC normally has seven rings in it, but if I tune into an NXT and they have three fucking rings in there, I'm like, nope, this ain't this ain't the week for me. Dude, World War Three sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> it did. I can't. I can't go back to this. I can't. So, the World War Three that I liked was the 1996 one. Everything else can, can just, you know. Who won that year? Uh, the Giant. Oh, God. But it was Lex Luger fighting the whole NWO by himself, and the crowd was unglued. Mm. Okay. So, uh, and then it was like at the end, it was like Guerrero, Mysterio, Luger, um, DDP, and like one other guy. And then on the other side of the ring was the NWO, and it was like that shit was lit. I might rewatch that tonight. That's one of the things that I do enjoy about like NXT War Games is like they keep up the WCW tradition of like we have multiple rings like in the building like every singles match will be in a different ring like I do enjoy that yeah. I do enjoy that 
Yeah. Um, so Taz came out and said he's uh, he's not upset that the match was moved back a week. Uh, he said Moxley said he didn't want to come to Fighter Fest out of fear of the health of the staff and crew. Taz says that sounds good, but he knows Moxley's been tested time and time again at home, and he says negative. He said the only thing Mox is positive is for is the chicken shits. Uh, he worked. He talked about uh, you know you can come here and get tested because AEW doesn't run a sloppy shop, which was like the the gut. A gut check there, yeah. And um, he said uh, Cage is going to take the title from Moxley's dumbass ass. <laughs> he literally said dumbass. Yes. Uh, best on interviews, uh, twenty twenty. Taz. Oh yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> like, how do I say this? If we were to have a comeback. Wrestler of the year. Uh, this man's like comeback wrestler of the decade, like, <laughs> like two decades. I would, I will put Taz on there. Now that he's back on the scene, I will put him next to like Hiromu Takahashi. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like obviously Hiromu would win the award because like he's you know he might have like more he might have a better five best matches than anyone else in the uh, in the world this year uh, at this point, but like. This is like one of the rare like instances in a few where I'm just I'm just love so much as uh that's going on with it where it's like I really have no notes on how you make this better given what they decide to do with this. This has been excellent. I love this so much. Like Brian honestly, K standing in the background doing the shoot guns with his fingers, like yes. just like <laughs> this has been so well done. I don't know how hot it is for the general audience or whatever else, but this has been so well done that if like they had decided we're not going to you do this at fight or we're not going to make a fight for the fallen show in you know two weeks and put that there. If we were going to somehow stretch this all the way to uh, all in or all out, no, all in two, I'd have been like, I'm okay with it. This has been awesome. I've been okay yeah. with it. Yeah. But you know they're, they're still want to give us a match, so whatever. Like I have no notes. I love this thing. I love it yeah. so much. Then we got the uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship match in the main event spot. So they did end up main eventing. Um, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Best Friends. And it was the Best Friends. Um, I thought we were going to get some pay-per-view level match. They ended up only giving these guys 15 minutes. I thought they were going to give them like 20 or 30 even. Right. And then and then Taz came out and that changed. Yep. So I didn't quite get the match I wanted here. I thought it was okay. I would probably say like three point seven five, but um, eh, you know, best friends. You know, they they got dropped off by Trent's mom. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but you know, this wasn't. I don't. This wasn't any like right home match. It was like the rest of the best friends matches in the promotion. It doesn't quite, you know, hit the the level you want with the best friends in there. But um. Kenny and Paige get another defense. Uh, what'd you think of this match, James? I never bought for a second that Eric could win. And I think that I think that hurt it. Um Quite honestly, this might have been like the first time I ever saw a Kenny Omega match where like I went and grabbed my phone in the middle of it. I think that I think it is. Uh yeah, I, I thought it was a good match. I I probably gave it three and a half. Um but yeah, um, it was just it just left me cold. And like, other part about it is like, the crowd died in the middle of it. 
It was weird. That, you don't really, you normally don't see that with like you know the quote unquote plants and at ringside and a at a W show in this era of uh, you know heels on one side, baby faces on the other side. Like it was so like, that was kind of strange to me. Um, but yeah, it was a good match. But it was a really good he, match. He got I, in and he tried to go match at all. Like Kenny tried to go crazy at the end. Like he hit a bunch of dragon suplexes and right. stuff, and you know was moving fast. But it was just like almost too little, too late. Yep. I don't know. Like it, this one just wasn't. I'm also you know, wasn't I'm there also, for me. So another thing is, like, I'm still I'm still not convinced that like Hangman is, has his win back 100 percent either. Like he was huffing and puffing it throughout the match too. Hmm. Uh, he ended up getting the uh, the pinfall because, of course, um, <laughs> so he hit the uh, butt <laughs> shot lyric by itself. N- yeah. No last call uh, on that one. But uh, what do you but, think of the post match? Uh, Page and Trent. Oh, sorry, yeah, I was going to get to that. Uh, I I'd be interested in seeing Page versus Trent in the singles match. I, I feel like that has that Pac Hangman energy. I w- I would too. Like I I think honestly like. Trent's got to go solo at some point. And I, but the thing is, like, I don't know what that means for Chucky e. T if you do that. Like, I don't know if you want him on TV if he's not in a tag team. Hmm. So they're caught themselves in a, in a yeah. dilemma there. And like we, you know, in WWE, they already would have. They would. They would. They you know they would have been plucked. Chucky uh, e. T and or not Chucky e. T, but T- Trenton left. You know, Chucky e. T behind. But it's like in AEW. You know they don't really you know they haven't done that yet but so i don't know like if they're going to come to you know the when the rubber meets the road what they're going to do and they're going to have the heart to do it and we'll see yeah um i think there will be other things for uh since now they have two singles belts uh you could make trent challenge for the secondary belt mm-hmm. You know, you can have chucky c wrestle on dark you can do you can do a couple things with him um but the post match, uh, FTR came out there uh, with beers, and uh, they were drinking during the main event, and they uh, offered Paige and uh, Kenny the beers, and Kenny famously doesn't drink. Uh, this has been well established, and <laughs> uh, Paige, of course, does drink. That's also been well established. So right. Paige starts guzzling the beers, but Kenny says he fakes like he's going to drink a beer, and he's like, "Nah, I'm just going to pour this shit out because I don't do this." Kenny drinks O'Doul's, um, and a but yeah, so that's basically like a. Uh, you can't pour a man's beer out. That that's a fighting tactic. So uh, they came out there, and uh, the Bucks ran to the ring, and all of a sudden, on two sides, like it was Kenny and the Bucks, and then uh, Hangman and FTR. This was kind of an interesting visual here, but FTR just feels like corny. I thought that that whole interaction with the, their, everybody getting upset over a grown man pouring out a fucking beer that he just gave away anyway was just like lame as shit. Like, I am, I am not ready to write off uh, FTR slash Young Buck slash uh, Hangman and in um, in Kenny as far as like. Their their feud, whatever feuds they have out of those three teams, is going to suck. I am not even close to there yet, but I just felt like this is like 
this is more of the stuff that I I just thought was just like childish and petty and like why like I did not buy into the hangman like how he got over where it's like him being a passive aggressive bitch to uh to the young bucks I'm just like what is this like I I just I I didn't like it then but like whatever he got over so it is what it is but like this is just like okay gave him a beer you want to fight him because he poured the beer out you gave him the beer he's gonna pour it down his gullet who gives a shit if it ended up on the ground who gives a fuck I'm serious who gives a fuck and also the thing with Kenny is like Kenny another perspective is like Kenny just hold the beer let it go off air whatever else it's like but either way it's like both of them are acting are behaving so childishly and it's like that I don't want to watch this. I don't want to see people. I don't want to see people fight over something this childish and petty, unless they're drunk. But they're not drunk. <laughs> like Kenny, I, so it was like whatever. I I just like this. this like I can imagine that like causing a fight, a one-time incident. I cannot imagine this being something that you use to promote a f- to promote matches in the future. Like I just thought. So for me, it's like it's got it's got to be more than this. So I'm willing to I'm willing to wait on this. But like for this little thing right here they did last night, it just left me like mm, that ain't it for me. Nope. I w- this, this is I this wonder is why not. Why? This is not Moxley <laughs> in cage at all. I would wonder why Private Party wouldn't come out since they gonna actually fight him next week. Oh yeah, that's right. I that's don't right. know, but um, yeah, I, that was Fighter Press. Like I said, overall it was a good show, but like yeah, very good show. It, it wasn't a pay per view. Like, <laughs> like it wasn't. Nah, like this was. Uh, so hopefully next week will be better and uh, matches next week. Of course, um, we got uh, Kenny and Heyman against Private Party. Uh, the second time that they fought uh, in a match, uh, we're gonna have Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. Uh, Joe Janela and uh, Lance Archer, the Young Bucks and FTR will team up to fight the Butcher and the Blade and um, the Lucha Brothers. That match should be phenomenal. And uh, Nyla Rose, I believe, has an open challenge out there. And there yep. uh, is a six-man tag with SCU and uh, Brody Lee, uh, Colt, and Stu Grayson, I believe. So, yeah, uh, Stu Grayson. So... Uh, tell us about a great American bash. Yeah, so uh, show starts out with the four way elimination match for the number one contendership for the NXT Women's title. It is Tegan Knox versus Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. Uh, Matt, before the match starts, commentary puts over uh, or points out that like Ra- Raquel Gonzalez is not by ringside because she has been ordered to stay in the back because they do not want interference. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, I, I love this, but I'm, but in my mind, I, I also hate this. Cause it's like, do it for every fucking match. I don't want to see interference. So don't Jay in certain times we can do it. There's nothing to keep you from do, from not from keeping people ring or backstage all the damn time. If you want interference, you have to run from the back to it. Come interfere. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I can buy that more than, like, people to just, like, you watch multiple episodes, Raquel Gonzalez or any other fucking heater cheats in every fucking match and, like, just allow this shit to happen and they, they get title match. I fucking hate that. Sorry. Uh, that's my that's my own personal rant about why I fucking hate interference in wrestling. It's like, because you, once you do all this interference, you say, well, you, you're barred this time. It's like, bar them all the time into perpetuity until Poor they're life. no longer wrestling for your promotion. Sorry. Okay. So, anyway. 
Um, Matt starts out, and you have Candace going wild. It's, it, I, it hurts me that, like, now that she's a heel, she no longer does the, uh, the Cape the Brada uh, to the floor. She does this springboard, second row springboard thing, where she's basically, like, splats on somebody. Because she's a heel, she can't be flashy, I guess. Uh, anyway, there's, there's interactions between Candace and... And Mia, because they hate each other's guts, obviously, because they've been doing the, the Garganos versus Yimbledon stuff. And there's also interaction between Candace and uh, Tegan, because Tegan is still torn on the fact that her friend turn, has turned into a piece of shit uh, over, over recent months. Um, and, but they have not had a fight yet about it. So, uh, eventually, um, Candace runs wild, Candace gets pinned. Typical main roster or typical WWE, uh, you know, elimination t- style stuff where like someone goes wild, they get the chance to shine and they get beat. Uh, so then at that point, you have Dakota in the ring by herself who has, you know, done a bunch of fuck shit to Mia and to Tegan. So they proceed to beat the shit, team up to beat the shit out of this heel. She deserves to get her ass beat. So. At some point, there's a miscommunication. Or no, actually, uh, Dakota gets her whoop so bad she is about to ring. So then you get Mia versus Tegan. Mia starts going in a spree of, of flips and offense, and is like, "This is the first time I f- I felt like an NXT like where she didn't feel like you know she's still lingering from effects of her tearing her ACL all them years ago." And also another thing I pointed out. So the final three in this match were Tegan, Dakota, and Mia. That is six knees and only two of them have never have not been blown out damn <laughs> so I, I, I had that thought so mia starts you know hitting hitting moves code reds or code blue because of her hair uh and, and and dives to the floor and then at a certain point you know there was work understanding that like me and their tegan and mia were going to basically get dispatched dakota and then they were going to be those two be the final didn't happen um, and Mia ends up getting rolled up after she went wild uh, by Dakota. She so was then, weird because like Mar Ronaldo kept describing it during the match and then after a match as a miscommunication. It was like, nah, she just was like staring and just waiting to get rolled up. She was weird, right? <laughs> yeah, it's because yeah, because Dakota was in way too late. So it made when she got schoolboy from behind, it made her like the biggest geek. After she, after like the whole purpose of her doing all the dives and flips, whatever, for her to get beat and like, like, damn, you know, she was hot right now. She got her momentum completely snapped from under her, as opposed to like, she looks like a geek, right? Uh, so then you end up getting Dakota and Tegan in the ring, and like, they had a good ass match, uh, the last, the, that last, uh, third of the match. And, um, at the end, Tegan's a better wrestler, so Tegan ended up, um, uh, Dakota away, uh, hit her with, um, I can't remember what her finish was, whatever she hit her with, but she ended up beating her. Um, the knee. I, yeah. So, oh, another thing to point out is, and I talked about this on the uh, the show I did with Ample on um, Thursday. A- after a double down, they ended up climbing back, crawling, using each other's bodies to get back to their feet to start fighting again. And, like, they used knee brace control. Like, you know, we talk about Okada and Keith Lee with the wrist control. But they got up with knee brace control, which I thought was a nice little touch, given like what their feud has been uh, like, and also why they were friends in the first place, um, or to NXT fans anyway. So um, 
Tegan gets the win. We don't know when her title shot will be, but I would like to point out that, like, they've had three matches. Or four matches, more or less, right? Uh, the first match, Tegan beats Dakota's ass and, and, and pins her. The second match, they have the street fight at the Portland takeover, and that's when you get the Deus Ex Machina of Raquel comes out of nowhere and choke slams Tegan through a table. So that's how Dakota wins. But the whole match, Tegan beat Dakota's ass. Then the cage match, Tegan beats Dakota's ass but loses at the end because of interference from, from Raquel. Then they had the number one contendership ladder match. Tegan beat Dakota's ass in that match but didn't win. EO won, won, won it. Right, so and then you have this match at the end where like the Tegan beats Dakota's ass and wins. It's like this whole feud has been one sided as hell, and the only time it has been one sided is be, or, or the only reason why anyone has wins is because of blatant interference. Amazing, yeah, and like you know, and you look at like Dakota is the same geek she always was, except she's a bad guy now because you need they needed some a hill to beat. Uh, yeah, so old Ben um, Briggs. Yeah, we end up getting a promo after this from <laughs> from Ooh. Damian Priest, and you'll be better at describing because I haven't seen this since Wednesday, but it was not good. Bruh, he like looked in the camera and then was like, "I am Damian Priest." Like, <laughs> you might as well just have said it, just like that. Like, it, like he sounded worse than Roman Reigns when he declared for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> he sounded like a zombie. He was absolutely soulless. It was like. Yo, never, and The Rock means never make him cut a promo again. Not live. Yeah, like have him hold up. Can, can we get uh, Sammy Guevara off of suspension and have him teach uh, Priest how to make cards? He can hold up. <laughs> now, I, imagine, I prefer that. now imagining Damian Priest holding up signs and say, hit me up. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, man. That. Mm. Bad, bad, very bad. Okay, so then we get the tough white man match, Rich. Timothy Thatcher versus Orny Logan. Appreciate everybody that reached out to ask about the tough white man too. And then we had to kind of school some people on what, you know, the criteria is for being a tough white man. It ain't strictly just because you know MMA. It ain't strictly because you were a boxer. It ain't strictly because of a look. It it isn't like, you know, it's 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 an entire... It's it's an energy thing. It's about energy. It's about the vibe. Yeah. Like... There are some aesthetics. There are some aesthetics that lend towards that, but ultimately we're talking about a vibe here. Um, yeah. So match starts in. They start trying to out grapple each other. Lorkin is clearly no match for Thatcher as a grappler, but what he is better at, he's better at striking. So whenever he gets separation to get himself out of whatever predicament he's he's been put in by Thatcher. He unloads with with chops or an occasional superplex, and then once he get once he's able to you know kind of even the odds, then he's able to get back into going to the floor with him because he ultimately wants to prove that he's just as tough and good a grappler as Thatcher. Um, but the thing is, Thatcher finds multiple ways to try to get out of holes. Whether it's um, he had him in a uh, a short arm scissors, and like Thatcher tried to escape three different ways, and then finally got out on the third way. Um, 
but it just shows like this dude is a master of getting in and out of holds. So eventually, Thatcher, uh, after the multiple times where uh, you have Lorcan lighting him up with strikes or or or, 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 or European uppercuts, Thatcher's like, I had enough of this. Give me your arm. He took his arm and he started putting his left arm in a bunch of different uh, hellacious predicaments from like Anaconda Vice looking stuff to uh, Kimura's. Uh, he ended up putting him on a straight arm bar at one point. So he ends up hurting his, uh, his, or uh, Lorcan's left arm. So from there, Thatcher <clears throat> starts getting cocky and starts to start, feels like, all right, I'm going to start brawling. I'm going to show you I can beat you. Not only at my hand, beat you at yours. So then he gets himself into a situation where he starts trying to go strike for strike with, with Lorcan. And Lorcan fires back after, he do, after uh, you know, Lorcan's known for doing that big open face or that, that big slap to the face. He slaps Lorcan in the face. Lorcan fires up. He starts tagging that man with slaps to the face. Uh, and he's he has momentum. And then all of a sudden, Thatcher on a, on a final slap from from uh, Lorkin, he outpaces him kind of like Kenta, slaps him, then puts him in a sugar hold, Rich, a legitimate sugar hold. And the only way that Lorkin can find a way out is to try to fish hook with with uh, with um, the left arm, the bad left arm is to fish hook Thatcher. Thatcher grabs the arm and then puts it in Fuji, his finish, the Fujiwara armbar, and gets the win. I love this fucking match. Thoughts? I liked it more than I thought I would mm-hmm. from what I heard going into it. Uh, and, you know, I'm not for all the fake MMA and <laughs> all that shit. Like, he was rolling around and, you know, doing whatever they got to do before they actually get to the, the finish. But uh, this actually, I, I actually like this one. Um, that stature looked fucking sadistic at yes. the end of the match. His face uh, was great. He um, has no front tooth, and right. he's missing hair, and he's ugly, and yes. he's like, he, he just looks he like looks like the part. Yes, he absolutely looks the part. He looks so ugly that, like, of course, it do some this nasty grinder of a badass. Yes, and it's like it's like that man works out like where there's one light in the room, <laughs> like, and, it, and it's like a small light bulb that, that hangs above the room, and he this man has nothing but functional strength and yes. Um, like he's he's like ripped to shreds, yes. like and um, yeah, it, it, and it just kind of made me wonder, like, all right, well, fuck, who's who does he like match up with, like, kind of long term, like, he, doesn't he have to like get a hold of this North American title like immediately? Um, I mean, him and Cross seem like they should be immediate players, given the way they pushed them and seeing the re- and given the results. Uh, in my opinion. Those are two people that need to be immediate immediate players. Like so, either one of them, like if they were going to be the next, could be the next North American champion, and I wouldn't bat an eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the thing, that thing that I like about Thatcher is like because of the Thatcher's Thatch can stuff. Like he has a character. He's not just bland, generic grappler guy. Like he's a sadist. He takes pleasure in in hurting people. Right. Um. <laughs> And like he can talk, right? So like you can't play the whole. Oh, he, you know, he's boring generic. It's like this is like the quote unquote. This is like when we talk about people need a character work or whatever else. It's like this is the good character work so far. So like they're off to a good start with him right now. Yeah, this is, this is better than I thought it would be. 
Yeah, you, you like how there was actually a story in it, <laughs> even though people aren't telling there's no story. They're just doing. They're just doing like hold porn. It's like okay, whatever, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after that, you get Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah and Robert Stone. I'm not going to spend much time on this because it was, Boy, they it was did. a dumb comeback <laughs> match. Look, yes, they it, it did. Was like Ten minutes or something. Like yeah, it went way too long. Uh, or not way too long, but it went like probably cut it down to seven. Uh, but like it was a comedy match. The two idiots can't get it. The two idiot hills can't like get their shit together like enough to even pin her when they have her down the one time they have her down. Um, and then Rhea at the end like just puts them in double uh, clover leaves uh, or stereo clover leaves. Um, I will say that Robert Stone had a world championship tan on. Did you, did you notice that? Yes. Yes, this man came out here looking like he had the skin of bronze. <laughs> Look, if if Sting had had that kind of tan, he would have <laughs> he would have gone over a hundred percent clean at Star K ninety seven. That would have um, been Eric Bischoff approved. Yes, the Eric Bischoff approved tan. Yes, uh, yeah. Another match I don't spend much time on unless we're gonna bury it. Der- Dexter Loomis versus uh, Roger Strong. Oh my God. Okay. I am going to talk about the match as the match, and then I'll talk about the other stuff, the why the match does not work for me. Um, I thought that for a... Uh, I thought they did a pretty decent job with the strap match thing, uh, I but like it just cannot reach another a level to where like it is good, especially when it goes that long, when like 16 minutes or something like that, <laughs> and through multiple commercial breaks, uh, which means it probably went forever, but like it just... I don't think you can do this match when you have somebody that can't sell. Like, I, and I know you're going to say, it's like, well, I just saw Daniel Bryan have a three and a half star match, level match with uh, Bray Wyatt at Royal Rumble. And I would suggest to you that, like, you need to put some respect on Daniel Bryan's name. Like, we're talking about one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live. No, no disrespect to Roddy. Roddy's a great wrestler, and I love Roddy. He's a wrestler's wrestler's wrestler. But I think. <sighs> I think that when you have um, someone like Daniel Bryan, you believe you, it's easier to believe that he is getting hurt and beat up really badly when it comes to this. And meanwhile, like when it comes to like he's the baby face selling the, the strapping, whereas like the baby face in this particular uh, dynamic is Loomis, who whose gimmick is to not sell or sell very very little. He's only meant to sell like the things that were like things that could be near falls or devastating. He doesn't sell like simple like punches to the face, which is like it's death for a strap match gimmick because the the whole idea is, oh my god, these dudes are tearing their, each other's highs off. Look at the pain and anguish they're going through to try to beat each other. You can't do you can't get that across to watching this emotionally when you're watching this cross th- or not cross this is Loomis match. So they either got to de- drop this Loomis thing or, or, or lower it to where it's a prelim act. It cannot be a upper mid-card act. It's not going to work. It hasn't worked. I'm just not buying that Roderick Strong is afraid of anybody or anything. I'm sorry. You're right. never going to convince me that, that Roderick Strong, right. the Messiah of the Batbreaker, right. is definitely afraid of somebody. Right. It doesn't work. Right. Now, for me, in the match, like, I do think that there was a, a interesting... I do think there was a story in it. There absolutely was. Like, he welts his back up enough 
and her and hurts his back from beating from the strapping. And actually, one of the shots actually made like Loomis bleed out of his back, which is like how tough is he that he can con- commit to this no selling gimmick while he's bleeding from the back? He tougher than Cody. Anyway, uh, so he straps his back a bunch of times, and then he wraps his legs up, and then he puts him in a Boston Crab, which is like he just hurt his dude's back, and then he puts him Boston Crab. I'm that that works. He's been doing this a whole match. Good for him. But my problem, but uh, but like it really hurt that like all of, so much of it was one sided. Like it was like six minute match and He's like beating the shit out of this man. Like right. just just hit him with like right hands and big kicks and right just and, in and out of the ring and right and and really yeah. hurts that like Roddy never gets almost never gets strapped like he doesn't get strapped until like it's six minute match he doesn't get strapped until like minute 13 or, or 14 or something like that so you know it is better than i thought it was gonna be because i thought it was gonna absolutely suck it's better than i thought it was gonna be but like for 16 minutes it still was not uh it wasn't no breeze to watch either now you just you mentioned like my main thing my main thing as far as like the story is why i just cannot rock with this story roger strong not only should not be scared of this dude because he's Roger Strong, he shouldn't be scared of Duke. He fucking wrestled him like a month and a half ago, <laughs> and they had a competitive match back and forth. And then I, I think it was some, the trunk. Like he, yeah. he got put in the trunk, but, he ain't but, right. But Rich, they put him in the trunk, and he put Bobby Fish in the trunk. You got to take Bobby Fish off TV, not selling any of this shit. If Roger Strong is scared of it, if Roger Strong is scared of being thrown in the trunk, then then. Fish should be pissing himself, not be like Roddy. You tripping, bro? Every single week. Why is yeah. Why is Fish not scared? This sound like Bruce Prichard. Yeah, we can. Well, like I like I saw that, that that video package build. I was like, this shit goofy as fuck. No, like this is like. And then you see Death of Luminous do his entrance, and he walks on his hands when he gets in the ring. It's just like. No, like it, like no, I don't want to see it. Like, like it, it's just like, do you, you want to see another like Undertaker '90s Undertaker Kane? It's like, no, we have we have evolved past the business of fucking psycho killers. If you want to make him a psycho killer, make him to make another Tommaso Ciampa. Don't make another Undertaker Kane. We could do a lot more with a, with a Tommaso Ciampa than Undertaker Kane into from the '90s, where they just stalk and don't move, and move slow as molasses. Like you're in, no, it ain't gonna work. Like and as Kev, Kevin Sullivan will say, this is the baby face. <laughs> that's another one. Yeah, that's another part. Like he, like the if you look at it from an objective story story, is like one guy has bothered this other guy, and he threw he kidnapped him, and he's do this. Oh, and one guy has to overcome his fears, and the other guy is the baby face. What? Different, bro. Yeah, yeah, different. different. So. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Loomis won. Uh, and I'm I'm not even gonna talk about the rest of the match. We we've said our piece on it. But after that, we end up getting a video package to set up next week's match between Keith Lee or title match between Keith Lee, uh, title versus title match actually between Keith Lee and Adam Cole. Um, and a lot of it was I I like the narrative framing of. Keith Lee has been on fire since the Brent or since the uh, this the NXT invasion. Um, that, that was a lot of u- liberal use of of the word on fire because there was a period where it was like, "What the fuck are y'all doing with him?" Um, 
I think that was more painted from the fact that they did nothing with him before this happened. Like, if you look at the progression, like, he did the stuff at uh, Survivor Series weekend, and then, like, they immediately sent him towards the North American title. Um, the only real blip of it is, like, the Finn Balor stills depend in the triple threat match uh, thing or uh, whatever else. But, like, I do get your point that, like, it wasn't exactly how they said it, but like, like they know we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. But I do like the framing of. I mean, it's very similar to like when we talked about like the framing of uh, when they did that. You know, an hour on Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano, where it's like there are a couple things they're omitting, but most for the most part, this is more or less like the truth. Uh, so it, they pointed out that like he's had his moments with with Reigns at Survivor Series and um, Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. And he's, you know, ever since he's been champion, like, he's more or less, you know, in North American champion, he's more or less just, like, you know, unstoppable. Um, so, like, what's next is for him to go after the top title in, in the uh, brand. So, Adam Cole points out, like, <clears throat> you had moments, but you wouldn't have these moments as one for me having my match on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan uh, to save, you know, SmackDown that night. Or me having that match with Seth Rollins on Raw, uh so like you don't even get your foot in the door to have these moments if not for me uh, and then he pointed out like and what did you do with these moments you had like they were great and memorable but ultimately you ended up being on the losing end of these moments and all I do is make moments or whatever else which is like what you say as a heel like uh, so I you know I thought it was I thought it was moments, a very good moments moments oh my right 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 uh, I mean it's WWE so for me uh, I, I I thought it was really good. It's not nearly as good as the Champa in whatever else uh, Champa in Gargano one because it clearly had less material. Well, it but like it was good. Huh? It, it shouldn't be. If right. you, you're with this shit for a fucking week. Imagine. Oh my gosh. Never mind. Like what? <laughs> like imagine doing like your know, champion versus champion match on TV. On, on TV and right. not on like I don't know the whole. Rich, we know what this is. Yeah. They just want they just want to you know, uh, they just want to fuck with uh, AEW. We know this. So if, if they didn't look, if anybody didn't understand what it was before now, look, just wait. Just I don't wait know till, when they look, will. Just wait till halfway through next week's show when they have some. They come up with they pull some shit out. They ask to make it go up with uh, fight for the fallen. Wait, just wait. You know they're gonna do that. Just wait. Just wait till there's a Hell in a Cell match uh, in, in NXT in two weeks. You wait. You wait until till the Undertaker makes his his, his debut at Full Sail. You wait. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So then from there, they go. You back wait till Triple H announces he's wrestling. Oh god. <laughs> I do not want Triple H or NXT wrestling. No, thank you. Um, yeah, so then we end up going in, uh, backstage where we see uh, Johnny um, consoling Candice after uh, the match from the opener. Um, and they talk about, you know, how she got teamed up on and, you know, because she, she is a person that's been stirring all these drink, kicking up shit with all these people. And so she got her ass dealt with accordingly. And she can't handle it because she's a hypocrite. So, um,. Johnny and Candace are complaining, and all of a sudden Candace looks in, looks into the, looks off screen, and also she leaves the screen. And the next thing you know, <laughs> we have reached Mia Yim versus uh, 
Candice LeRae becoming an on-site feud. She saw her and she attacked. They 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 proceed to brawl backstage in front of Swerve. Swerve tries Swerve grabs Candice to break it up. Johnny doesn't like that. They have words with each other, uh, and the fight gets broken up. Uh, so clearly, uh, we're headed somewhere with uh, Swerve and Johnny Gargano, but. Uh, later, it's announced that uh, before the show goes to the main event, that we are going to get Candice LeRae versus Medium in a street fight, um, and I can't wait. Just a word from Swerve. He said, "Wait until you see him and Johnny, whenever it happens." So, I mean, like, I want to say, hell, I don't know if it was during the or probably right, right, yeah, sometime last year. I was like, I can't wait till you get Johnny around over to Swerve. I can't wait. So yeah, I, I if you tell me they had a great match, it's like, yeah, I've, I've been anticipating this. I was kind of expecting it. Uh, yeah. So then out comes uh, Santos Escobar, uh, flanked by Raúl Mendoza and um, Joaquin Wild. Uh, they are now calling themselves El Legado de Fantasma. Obviously, the legacy of Fantasma. He comes out uh, this week and he talks about. The Lucha Lucha Libre culture. He talks about how you know it's more than just wrestling. You know, uh, Lucha, the top luchadors in the past used to be movie stars. Uh, we were we were celebrities, real, which is a shoot. Like Santos might be the most popular person and wrestler to ever come out of any country. Uh, yeah, so or in the respective country. So yeah, uh, then he says like we are more than just. You know, guys in masks that do flips, which is like this sounds like the WWE like definition of like what Lucha what they, That's exactly what it is. That is like look, look here, look here, white man. We, this is not what we are. I loved it. So, um, he says he wants to he wants to mold uh, Lucha Libre into his own image uh, for for future Lucha Libre artists. He said, "Artists, Rich, we are Question. artisanal." Sorry. Question: Prime younger Vince McMahon, a tough white man. In our sense, or in like uh, in a real sense, or in our sense of the word, sense. term? No, no, no. I'm trying to see, this man was a geek. See, <laughs> she's gonna beat that ass on a weekly basis, almost. But but like. But as a shoot, oh yeah, that, that man took a lot of punishment. Like you know, doing those like you know a match a month or whatever it was, whatever else. Like that's the thing that like I think. Obviously, I see why they did it. Like they did that stuff with all those guys in the hardcore matches and get bladed and their heads bashed with steel steel chairs, whatever else. Like Shane and and, and Vince, because like obviously it helps you it ingratiates yourself to to the to the uh, wrestlers backstage. But at the same time, it's like. So y'all get to do these crazy ass matches that y'all wouldn't that most guys don't get to do to get themselves over, but you do it once a month and you get to go heal up. Meanwhile, the normal person that has to do this shit, like an Edge or a Christian or a Dudley Boy, has a t- or or um, a Hardy brother has to do that match and then wrestle tomorrow. Oh, okay, and then go yeah. wrestle like you know two hundred days a week or two hundred days a year. Okay, that seems fair. That makes sense. Uh, anyway, shaming man, tough white man. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. 
<laughs> he's tough in the literal sense, but not in, in our sense for wrestling. Fuck no, no, he's a goof. Um, yeah. So, so then uh, as Phantasma is is talking about you know the the artistry, you know how this is gonna be artisanal Lucha Libre. Out comes Drake Maverick. Uh, fresh off, fresh off of uh, getting his ass destroyed like two weeks ago, he shows it with a neck brace, takes the neck break, brace off. He goes back into the ring. Now, the first time he got his ass destroyed, he said, "You know, people always said that I'm in, that I have more heart, more uh, more heart than brains." And then he got jumped. So it's like he 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 is sticking to this. I'm going to fight these dudes three on one. Even last time, I got sent into the hospital. So not smart. Right. Not growing. Right. So. I thought would have been better served if they had, uh, you know, some of his backup, some people they can rely on from the cruiserweight uh, tournament come help him. But they didn't do that. Gets the ass whooped, and then out comes Fandango and or Febreze, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Randomly, they have no connection to the story. They just want to help. The tough guys. Out. Yeah, I guess they just want to help out uh, their fellow white man. So that's bro. When I saw Fandango standing next to Drake Maverick, I was like, I had to rub my eyes. Oh, is that Batista? Like, <laughs> dude, like, bro, like he's this. so small compared to Fandango. Dude, you want to know how small Drake Maverick is? Go back to the Kushida and Drake Maverick match, like the first one, the one that uh, the one that uh, Kushida won. You'll be like, Jesus Christ, he's small. He is so small. Um, that man like, smaller than Taiji's Mori. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he, like he's like Ray size. He, like, might, he may be an inch taller. Might. Like young Ray, or <laughs> no, I mean, I mean height wise. But yeah, like, yeah, like he's like he like you know ninety eight Ray was Jack when he came off the ACL tear. Ninety eight Ray yeah. was Jack. So on the juice, bitch. <laughs> probably. Um. Yeah, but. Yeah, he. But anyway, yeah. So there, there's that set up a, you know, the babyface got his ass stomped in. Two tag team babyfaces come in, uh, and they end up fighting with, uh, no, or say, uh, Wild and Mendoza Fantasma. as Phantasma rolls out the ring. Now the thing with Phantasma is his gimmick kind of now at this point is like I'm untouchable. So like that's that's why he slid out the ring is like. Nah, bro. You only get the only time you get to only time you ever get your hands on me is in the middle of in ring competition. I'm untouchable, so I, I think it's a nice touch. They're, they're, they set that up to be a match for next week: Maverick and Febreze versus El Legado del Fantasma. Um, we'll see how that match goes. Uh, we'll see. Like, I think the dynamic. I think the. I want to see the singles match between those two again. I don't want this. I don't really care about this trios match. The Breezango rebrand. Who knew? Yeah. So then we end up getting uh, Cameron Grimes with this with this ham ass promo. Like country is fuck. Uh, he just he's he's just loud and obnoxious or whatever else. He talks about how like I'm never I never want to fight uh, Damian Priest. Damian Priest will never I, like. Look, I won the match a couple weeks or last week. I'm never going to wrestle him again. In fact, I got new plans. I'm going to number one contender. I got next uh, for whoever it becomes a double champion or whatever, which is like, you know, it was so absurd and ridiculous that it reminded me of when 
they were setting up in 2018. They were setting up Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for WWE title. Like when Miz said, "I don't care what happens, I'm next," and they laughed at him. Like I want, I want the like I want the footage of the of Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles laughing at Miz to be in play, place to Cameron Bryan saying, "I'm next." It's like you're not gonna be next. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, uh, so then we end up getting the main event. Um, non-title match, Yosha Rye versus Sasha Banks. Um, I think that this match... How do I say this? They wrestled this match. Like, I thought I gave it four stars, but I feel like they still had... They still could do have a better match. I felt like they, they, they held stuff back. Um, I do like the story that EO is flat out better than than Sasha isn't ahead of her is ahead of like every move she makes except for when EO keeps making this mistake where she keeps like she gets a, an advantage and she wants to charge at Sasha but Sasha keeps whenever she gets separation and she wants to come charging she has stuff for her ass every time she makes this mistake so let me add this may uh been the best like look the American flag has ever had <laughs> This is also a contender for Sasha Banks' greatest gear ever. Think so? Yes. I I loved it, but um I mean Sasha has so many great gear combinations that, you know Like this shit was like oh my god. Like it's it's <laughs> I, this is how I would say it. It's top ten for sure, maybe even top five. You would have to start Google imaging, and then you'll be like, "Yeah, I forgot about this one. I forgot about this one." Like Sasha, Sasha, Sasha's like the, the modern age Akira Hokuto of of raw gear. This like, shit is nuts, bro. Like anytime you think somebody getting close, they're not. Like, <laughs> like I promise you. Uh, I mean, like seriously. Besides, like Mayu. No, she Sheeta. If she had more gear. I think that's. I think that's. Maybe I'm forgetting people. Like that seems to be like kind of it. All right. So yeah. But anyway, um, Sasha or sorry, Eo seemingly is about has in position to go for a moonsault. Bailey goes to one of the cars and honks the horn for distraction. Is a quick distraction, and Sasha takes advantage. Um, there's a spot where Sasha. Gets right, flat out. She she gets a a um, what do you call it? A oh my god, what is it called? She she goes for like a flip over. Oh my god, why can't I think of this? Tilt a world avalanche. The what? Rich the the power bomb to to the outside. Yeah, the, the um sunset flip. A sunset flip power bomb. Yeah, she goes sunset flip power bomb to the pussy glass on the floor. Um, there's a you know there's a a fight to where Sasha is a uh. Catching one of Sasha's, or sorry, one of EO's uh, open palm strikes, a shote, and sl- slaps on a back, a backbreaker, a bank statement, makes the ropes. Uh, there's a spot where EO goes for the moonsault. Sasha moves out the way. EO lands on her feet and charges. Sasha uh, ki- ends up getting her on the floor. I can't remember with what. And then, like, uh, gets on top, on the top rope and then hits a uh, the, the top rope meteora. Like, then we end up getting to the finish of the match where EO 
sorry, Sasha gets on the top rope. She goes for a move. EO uh, lifts up and then slaps on her own version of a, or basically of a, uh, a crossface crippler, crossface. Um, it's a fight to the ropes. Sasha can't make it. She's in front of Bailey, so she's asking Bailey for help. She can't make it to the ropes. What I thought they were going to do was she was going to extend the belt and then pull, and then she grabs the belt and then Bailey was going to pull her to the rope. What instead happened is she has three belts on the the SmackDown Women's title and both tag belts. So she pull throws one belt into the ring. Sasha reaches like she's going to reach for it, then. The ref grabs it, and it's a tug of war between the ref and Bailey. So the, the Bailey lets the ref have it. His back is turned. So then from there, Sasha gets close enough to the ropes in that whole struggle that she pulls EO's face towards the rope, and then Bailey clocks her. So then Bailey talks to the ref as the ref is trying to take the first tag belt to the scorekeeper's table. So the, the ref and Bailey are out the way. So Sasha, so while this was all happening, Bailey also had the second belt down on the floor for Sasha to use while the distraction is happening. She's distracting the ref, or uh, Bailey is on the floor distracting the ref. So Sasha goes to grab this belt, but she's tugging. She can't get it to come free. She can't get it to come free. Camera changes. On the other end of the belt is Asuka, who has the biggest smile on her face. She's like, one of those, you don't know what I got in store for you. Pulls her in closer, misses her, misses, miss her. So then, Bailey, I'm sorry, uh, EO goes for a schoolboy off the miss. The ref's there, uh, doesn't see the, or kicks out, kick out. You end up getting a move. Sa- Sasha's face down on the mat. EO hits her moonsault then covers her and then covers her in a way to where she covers with her leg, covers Sasha's face, gets the pinfall. Uh, so then basically at the end, all four argue with the two, uh, the, the winner in the ring, baby face in the ring and the heels on the outside. And then they let the, 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 the pyro to celebrate. So you mean to tell me like the only main roster person to come do a job is dirty of a job as it is. Uh, was Sasha? Yeah. Well, wait, wait. I'm trying to think. No, 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 no. The Revival also did jobs uh, during the Survivor Series build, too. Well, we know why they did jobs. <laughs> that was a good ass match, by the way, too. It was O'Reilly and Fish versus uh, Revival. That was, that's probably that's the best match Revival I've had since. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think other jobs. I think, no, because Revival. It was, uh, I think it was Ricochet went to a tie with somebody. Or Riddle. Who it was. That's what it was. That's who it was. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. Well, pretty much. Yeah. They, no. no so, like, no. Charlotte. And, nope. No, y'all. <laughs> nope. Well, Seth Rollins, yeah. to be fair, Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan did jobs. Seth Rollins did a job? When? That Friday when they came in for the dang for that uh the save NX or save SmackDown that night, Daniel I thought Bryan, they went to a DQ. Did it go to DQ? Adam Cole and Seth Rollins went to a DQ. No, DQ? I thought. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, I'll take it back. So Daniel Bryan did a job too. Of Sorry. course, yeah. Daniel Bryan and Sasha Banks <laughs> jobs. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I thought it was just a good match. Um. The interference like kind of bugged me at the end, and but you 
it's just wrapped in political bullshit. Right. That's all this. Right. Like, I don't blame you for hating the political bullshit because, like, I thought that, like, if that stuff wasn't... It's amazing EO even won. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing is, like, I thought that, like, there's political bullshit all around it, but at least, like, they did it in a creative way to where you don't feel as bad about it. Like, Sasha, like, EO beats... So EO beat the WWE person. There's still love of protection because like it's setting up the the Oscar versus Sasha match as well and a potential tag match as well. Like so, if they eventually like go to you know a tag match on or whatever else, like you know they can do it on NXT or they can do it on the main roster and people will know you know who EO is or whatever else. So it's like they did a lot of stuff that like you know. I, I like the finish for the possibilities it opened. That's the best way I can explain it. White pants belly. A, a thing. <laughs> uh, she, uh, who was I going to say? Uh, I don't know what to make of Bailey anymore. Hey, white pants belly. You know, if I had to clean up for, for, for white pants belly. Okay, so New Japan Cup. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, t- go ahead, Rich. Give me like the, the synopsis of what you watched. None of it? Uh, None uh, of it. I, I, I've been, um, I, I, I haven't, I fell behind, okay. uh, unfortunately. So I, right. I, I think I, uh, the last thing I watched was Tanahashi and Tai Chi. So the quarterfinals and after that, I did not see, but there's been see, some interesting bookings. See, um, see, that Tanahashi shit was so like problematic that it was like, I don't even want to watch shit no more. <laughs> like, Tai Chi got out here and did all okay, this cheating the this. whole match. Fuck this. this. I don't want to watch this no more. <laughs> no, nah, like, it, it, that wasn't it, but oh, okay. um, I'm just going to say it. The New Japan NBA Arena is dry very dry and it's like man it's just like you you think it these are very easy shows to get through right but then it's just like i can't wait till they get get fans back Mm -hmm. um i don't know if it's really affected me one way or the other because like i am not I'm, you know, I'm I'm not watching tags. I'm I don't care. Like I'm only I'm only watching the the, the tournament matches. Um, and to, and to be quite frank, like if there are a match I don't want to see, I am not watching it. Like nah, like there was mm-hmm. a, there was a Sonata and Tai Chi match. Uh, that were like in the first five minutes of the match, they circle each other for like ninety seconds, and then once the first time they ever get into any sort of a lockup, uh, Sonata land, or gets an arm ring on a uh, arm ringer on. Tai Chi, Tai Chi gets to the ropes and is like back up and he's do- doing it like because he's like playing mind games when he's fucking with him and he did it again and then like he takes off the tag rope off one of the corners and then like in the opposite corner he ends up choking Sonata to the ground until uh, Red Shoe sees the, the, the thing and I was like well that's like four or five minutes of my time I paused it I asked in the thread I was like hey man uh, this, is, this is what happened in the first five minutes of this match do I need to watch any more of this uh, and then, sure enough, like people were like, mm, I didn't watch it. So then I ended up uh, going to the cage match. Saw so that shit had a five next to it. <laughs> oh no! Not, not five stars. Nope, not five stars. Like five, meaning like five out of ten. Bitch, I 
fast forward to the finish and watch Sonata win that match and moved on. No, thank you. Not doing it. I'm not doing it with Taichi. Like, when Taichi, bad Taichi, I'm not putting up with it. Like, and another thing I'm not putting up with it coming into the tournament now we're getting to it now is like, cheating evil, not doing it. I just, I just won't. Like, um, he's in a final. He ended up beating Sonata uh, in the semis. Uh, and the whole match, he all he did was cheat. He kicked him in the nuts twice. He, you know, did his normal ref spot where he grabs a, a kick and then, like, puts the kick and hands the kick off to the foot of the opponent to the ref and then kicks the opponent. He did an, a, a ref-assisted magic killer. He used chairs multiple times. Uh, like, for a person that is going to the final and is, you know, seemingly is going to win this tournament and to fight the, the champion Naito, like, they did jack shit to actually really get him over as somebody you were supposed to respect as anything more than a bum in a muff. Did very little. Like, they did more, they did, they were more concerned with protecting Knight to, or uh, Sonata with all of the cheating that Evil did and actually get over Evil. Who won the fucking match? Yeah, man. Um, Evil looks like he's going to win this thing. Um, yep. This is being recorded before Evil and Okada takes place. Yep. Um, from what I'm hearing is Okada has kind of struggled in the empty arena format. Um, with the, um, you know, just his match style. Mm -hmm. But um, Evil, it, he never, ever, ever makes anything better. Like, there's no situation that you can plug evil, evil into at any point in the last couple of years and be like, oh, that would be better if Evil was in it. Right. Like, compared, no, no. Like, better. Like, the, hold, on, hold on. Better compared to the other options available. That's what's important. Right. So, like, it could be the same. It could be exactly as good as it was, mm -hmm. right? Whatever the situation is. Like, maybe. But it will never be better. Right, right. <laughs> Right, um, like I don't know. Evil's always been very just kind of run of the mill for me. I understand that Lij is very popular in Japan and all that, and um, unfortunately, like I, I've had to throw out the line of thinking that you know maybe if they want to be a worldwide company, they need to act like it. No, then they they clearly uh, like they clearly weren't interested in. <laughs> in booking like that or right. anything like that or else, you know, Kenny and the Bucks would still be, be there. But, um, yeah, Knights over Zeal, that sounds like it's going to suck. That is a match. Like, like, that don't sound like the New Japan that you can't follow when you um, turn on the, like, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. like AEW. Yeah. Like, like, that's like, like I... I don't go by that rule, like because like especially for situations like this, because it ain't all like you right. know, right? Like it is. A, like, I mean, it's level. yeah. Like, how do I say this? When you get guys that want to wrestle and they are or not want to wrestle, but when you have guys and you tell them to go out there and to wrestle, then yeah, that's when it's like you can't put. You know, a, a New Japan show on, and then go watch some other wrestling, uh, especially American wrestling. Right? Like, it is just because like these guys, and it's not just New Japan, but like this is Japan's like idea of of wrestling in general is like we are wrestling to for wins for for 
around and it's all based around winning and losing like the 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 want to to win and the desperation to not lose and the heart and determination you have to fight through whatever crazy thing happens in you for to in order to win or more specifically not to lose so like when you have you know american wrestling where it's all this showmanship stuff not to say that like japanese wrestlers don't have showmanship and the quote-unquote charisma but it's like that's not what the goal is their goal is to try to give you a a uh, dramatized facsimile of a sport whereas we you know we our wrestling is more geared towards the 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 theatricality stuff like fuck you know that's why we have you know wrestling overran with like fuck finishes and then like stuff of not beating people or whatever else because you know we got to have a hook to make people you know emotionally invest on wanting to watch it again uh but anyway yeah uh what when you have naito and evil in there it's like you know, if this is a G1 match or whatever else, I expect to have a good match. But, like, this is a match where it's like, they are going to go out there and Evil has gotten over by crossing, you know, his fucking tag partner. What do you think he's going to do to Naito? He's going to fucking cheat. He's going to play the heel. And it's like, I don't want to watch that. Because it's like, Naito at this point is like, he only wrestles to the level of the, of the amount of respect he has for his opponent. <laughs> And like yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like he doesn't respect uh, evil enough to want to have a great match. I just don't. He's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll you know, I guess I'll take my shirt off for the title defense. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, it's New Japan, like you know, New Japan Cup. They typically tend to push like a new person like right. all the time. Going back to uh, 2015, they pushed Kota Ibushi and he mm-hmm. won it. Goto, he won it in 2016, 2017. Shibata, 2018. One in 2018. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, Zack Saber Jr. in 2018. That's right. Uh, last year, uh, fucking Okada, well, Okada. So that was a kind of outlier. But, but that was just a setup to. That's the setup. The title match. The title match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this one is like back to to form, and it's evil this year. So it's like evil's never excited me, but. New Japan, like Gato's bought himself enough, you know, rope. Yeah. Uh, it's not to, in the world. It's like it's one main event match. And it's like, yeah. you know, like given what they, the direction, it seems like we're going to get a, a third uh, Goto in show match, which is like, thank you. <laughs> so, Shingo. Shingo. Yeah, and, yeah. Sorry. So, Shingo. I, I said Goto. I meant Shingo. Yeah. So, um, another part to mention is um, in the semis, or uh, no, I'm sorry, the quarterfinals, you had Ishii versus. Um, versus Hiromu and that fucking match is incredible. I, th- I I believe it's the best match of the tournament. I think it's even better than uh, Sho and in in Shingo. Um, it's just like it's uh, it's hilarious to see like yeah like it's it's the cruiserweight champion versus the biggest baddest guy and like st- and you look at them in the ring and they go eye to eye and it's like they're the same size. <laughs> but but it's like. Hiromu is trying all of his stuff that like works with Dragon Lee, where it's like, all right, I'm just gonna chop you, and we're gonna see who's the toughest. It's like you can't you can't chop this redwood with a, with a, that little axe you got, Chief. It's not gonna work. And <laughs> he's no selling that. And she she's no selling them chops. And he chops him back, and he just cannot handle get this heavyweight power <laughs> from a dude that's the same size. <laughs> and then 
And then he just beats the shit out of uh, Hiromu and he's, he's like, you ain't tough. Oh, you a champion? I can't tell. I've been whooping your ass. He actually said something about champion in the middle of the match. But like, obviously speaking Japanese, but I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it's what, he t- what he's saying. You know, most of the time when like, he talks shit, I'm actually he just cuts people out in Japanese. So yeah. the whole match turns into Hiromu trying to prove that he can lariat Ishii off his feet. And there's nothing doing. There's nothing doing. There's nothing doing. He has no chance. He can't get it done. He cannot get it done. And every time Ishii hits a lariat on him, he's doing he's doing the flip bump every single time. And eventually, Hiromu fires up, and eventually he get he he keeps fighting and fighting and fighting. And, but he keeps trying to get to this lariat, and it keeps failing every time. He keeps getting no soul. And then eventually he hits it, and you're like, he hits it. And then he hits his uh his move, the time bomb, and he's like, okay, that's it. And then Ishii kicks, and he's like, now Hiromu's fucked. Like, Hiromu, and then uh, Ishii goes on a run, and then, like, you know, he's able to sustain it, and then he's up beating Ishii. And I was like, this is a great match. This is a great fucking match. Um, like, Cage Match has it, like, a four and three quarter. I, I'm somewhere between, between four and a half and four and three quarter. But I, I love the match. Uh, so then... Um, you know, you end up getting the semifinal, Okada versus Hiromu, is, I gave it four and a quarter, I really like the match, um, but it's, it, but, like, I imagine for a lot of people, like, it, you know, they're going 25 minutes, and you know what Okada does in 25 minute matches, like, you know, if you want to fast forward to the 15 minute mark, that's your prerogative, but like he's building his match towards like these last fifteen minutes, and they were they were good ass uh, last fifteen minutes. Um, it wasn't like the temp, the first fifteen minutes were were like stuff you can just write off, but like you know you know what his style is. He t- he takes every bit of his like you know the pace of a match you're getting out of Okada. You know how long the match is going by how he wrestles. You just know from the start. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a good ass match, and at the end like it it, it was it was interesting story to like. He could, he wore him down, and by, by wear him down, I don't mean like the bigger dude wore him out with cardio. And like he cut off his airway and he lay and not laid on him, but like he the size wore out. Um, Hiromu when he just couldn't he couldn't withstand, it. and then you know it was just rainmakers and he's done. But it was a good ass match. So like we we've been talking about um, Hiromu, I'm sorry, uh, Okada versus Evil. Um, I think that's the eleventh. Yes, yeah, Saturday, and then um, Sunday is Dominion. Um, I don't know what the layout of the card is, obviously, but I expect it to be a good show. Um, it'll be in front of a crowd. It's you know, it'll be Osaka Joe Hall. It'll be a third capacity, so it's like six thousand people. So they'll have Shingo and Show. They'll have um, Tanahashi and Ibushi against Taichi and Saber. Yep. Um, they will. I would assume. Have who else will be on there? Okada's got to be in something, but I don't, yeah. I don't know what. Um, they did also come out with the Lions Break show. I did catch that um, Friday night. Is their Friday night show? They're doing like their American show. Um, it was a two match show. It's it was LA, like right, yeah, it's in LA. Uh, Filthy Tom's going to be on there in a couple weeks. I heard he was affiliated, but I didn't know this is the specifics. Uh, yeah, it was it was a nice like little basic show. Okay. Uh, Carl Fredericks is going to be a superstar. 
saying it now. This isn't news. This isn't anything like that you guys don't know, but he is no longer a young lion. He has his gimmick now, and he can wrestle. He has a presence. He has a look, and he can talk. Like, Jay White counter, like, your days are numbered. Like, <laughs> like because so, Carl Frazier is going to get over. I can tell you this now. So, my question is, what is his Master Watto stuff? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Master Watto. Uh, only the uh, the goat, uh, Master Watto. Uh, so, uh, what's his name? Harai Kuwato is back from uh, Excursion. He was in Mexico. And he's back as the Grand Master. So, for weeks and weeks, we've been seeing these Grand Master um, uh, vignettes and they've just been in the middle of a forest looking like it was some Mortal Kombat shit. At, at first I was like, wait a second, is this, uh, I know what you're talking about at first I was like, is this like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon shit? I was like, wait, that's Chinese, this is Japanese, what the fuck's going on? Right. And then he, like, he jumps out and he has like this weird ass outfit on and then he looks like he's gained a bunch of weight like from when he was a young lion, but he's like his face looks like fat. It's like weird. It's just like, and he's wearing this, this absurd color jacket or whatever. It's like purple. And then fucking Dookie lays him out. And apparently there's like a long backstory to it and stuff like that. But I'm dating back to Mexico. Yeah. So they're going to have a match on the new Japan final. And I would assume he would beat Dookie. And then that would be his introduction. I, he, I think he's a junior. So, but it's a big joke. Master Watto is the, is the default answer to anything right now. Master Watto. Oh man. I think prefer the, I think I prefer uh, the sugar hold better is the answer to everything, but whatever. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I, I saw it. I was like, I made the, the joke. I was like, Gato slipping. Like, oh my like, God. like you know, you gotta gotta watch out. You know, you gotta, you gotta look at small things before you know it. It's a big thing. It's like, hey man, what the fuck's going on out here? Like, <laughs> like a year down the road, you see the promotion in shambles. Hey and, bro, and, yeah. Serious question: Like, how much of this show is like RPTSD from our experience from the main roster into like the ideas of what's going to happen to AEW in the future, or NXT in the future, or Stardom in the future, or New Japan? If you're all just like, yo, bro, like I don't know about this, bro, because we all we so used to like you know them, you know, taking the, the the car off of the off the ledge or off the edge of the cliff, and it's like, you know. When, when are we ever going to be able to be to a place where like we can we can actually trust <laughs> bookers ever? <laughs> I don't think we'll Look, ever get to I'll that point. This. I'll say this: Tony Khan has not put me through a Jay White push yet. <laughs> um, so I trust Tony Khan right now, but like the the pitfalls, like he's like they're there. He just has to like not allow himself to build around Cody. Like that's 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 all you gotta avoid doing. Oh my god. That's all you have to avoid doing. Literally pick any of the other top people. Oh man. Yeah I don't have uh I don't have much you, stardom you build, around, like, you build around Cody this promotion's going down. I don't think so. Like they already sort of are building around Cody. Like he's a he's a top four person. Like I said, if you make him the ace oh you're going down. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think the undercard will be good enough to, to support that. Whatever. I don't. I, I, I really don't care. Well, I, I do care, but like, 
whatever. Um, I don't think like the I don't think like that that is going to make me like dislike the the Lucha Bros match because of like he's on top. Like I don't give it. Like I mean, like I'll still tune in or whatever else. Like yes, it'll be. I will feel if they you know let him um, stick to the habits that he's built. Uh, to get himself to this point, like it, it will be like a lot less enjoyable than like what we were, what we have been getting so far. So I agree with that, but like it won't maybe be like, oh yeah, this has ruined the company. Nah. Um, but yeah, uh, just quick stardom news. They the other day announced that they have six shows upcoming. Um, they have uh, next Sunday. I'm sorry, next Saturday and Sunday they have two shows. Um, they have a, they have a Corican Hall on the seventeenth. Um, then they have two other shows, and they actually have another Corican Hall um, at the end of July. So they're basically doing two Corican Hall shows like two weeks apart, which is like it looks like you know they're headed back to doing consistent shows again. Which is like thank you, I, I've missed them very very much, uh, and I can't wait to see you know them c- consistently have better uh, matches than Penelope Ford's matches. But we continue from there. <laughs> Uh, you have anything else, Rich? Um. Oh, oh, sorry. I have one. So, like I said, Penelope Ford has had like you know two hundred and twenty some matches or, or whatever, right? Over five years. Like, how many matches do you think like Big Sai has had? Probably like fifty. Nah, bro. She start. She debuted in like what August. That's enough time for fifty matches. You gotta remember, you you gotta they've been, they've missed. Oh like yeah, they've been, they've been out. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, probably has like thirty matches, some shit like that. Well, she's probably wrestling a lot better wrestlers than uh, Penelope before was going through on the independent scene. That is true. That that is probably true. Uh, you know the potential. It's like y'all gotta stop with this. Like I think we're at a point now where like, but I understand the potential thing was back in the day when like you quote unquote had to learn how to work uh, on the fly in the ring. He had to call it in the ring. Like, we don't do that anymore. So, like, the the standard for, quote-unquote, getting the job done and being a consistent wrestler is, like, you can get there a lot faster, and we see it constantly. Like, maybe Penelope has a lower bar to get to where they want to ultimately get her uh, because of everything else she has like a strength in like because you can't say nothing about it but it's like she has the look the look yeah yeah, and that's why they're pushing her so like once the wrestling just gets like it catches up just enough like she doesn't have to become like as yeah, good of a yeah. wrestler as azumi right so a it's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a child yes a little child <laughs> um so like like she doesn't have to do that because right. like and she ain't gonna never be that good never <laughs> that ain't happening <laughs> that so, would take a wild turn of events so like you know I don't know um yeah. what was I gonna say I forgot um I I totally missed it but yeah we should wrap the show up yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah thanks for listening y'all um. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, shout out to our friends at Powerslam.tv. Uh, they're one of the sponsors of the show. They have over 5,000 hours of uh, independent pro wrestling from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Um, 
Also, check us out on our Discord. You can find the link in the One Nation Radio Twitter, at One Nation Radio. Um, check us out on Pro Wrestling Tees slash Suplex. I'm um, sorry, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex podcast network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the network. We have this shows on Sundays and Mondays on Tuesdays or Mondays and Tuesdays we have Keeping a Strong Style on Wednesdays we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast every other Wednesday we have Grumman Watch This Shit on Fridays we have Getting the Ring and on Saturdays we have All Things Elite thanks for listening y'all pick up your manscape <laughs> later y'all <laughs>